Yes, yes. Can I tell him who's calling? Just a minute. Alex, is Stephanie Brooks for you? Hello? Yeah, sure, I remember you. There wasn't any problem with the groceries, was there? Good. Uh, tonight? In person? Oh, I'd love to go. All right, I'll come by your place at 7 o'clock. Thanks again. Goodbye. Front row center. I can't believe it. Are you going to that Barry Manilow concert tonight? Oh, better. Better. Better than Barry Manilow? Who? Milton Friedman. <laughs> He's giving a lecture at the college auditorium tonight. Well, he is better than Barry Manilow. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's June already, or as we like to call it, Jew. And, uh, and you know what that means. It means it's Tony's time. I mean, I think me and my guests are the only ones that really know or care that it's Tony's time. Uh, but, you know, we love it. And there's lots of good stuff this year. So we're going to get it going on today's podcast, where it starts right now. All right, and here we are with our favorite guest, Mr. Scott Gornstein, everybody. Hey, Dan. Hey, Scotty. The great Scott Gornstein, Liza Minnelli's publicist. Uh, I don't know. What else do you do? I'm a friend of Dave's. Yes, that's right, which like, is the best thing that you can be. Gets me into a lot of parties. <laughs> and uh, actually, Artie Lang lover. Oh, I love Artie. And you got that good picture with him at my I show. Did, thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I wouldn't have you pegged for an Artie Lang, but you're a Howard guy, you're a Howard guy. One of the yeah. biggest, one of the biggest. Well, it's funny, it's just like, I've always said I wanted to have him on the show. You know what's happening, though, on his show? I was I think he's you. quitting. I don't think he's going to do the podcast anymore. That's, that's what I, I've not heard this from him. I've heard this from his followers on, on Twitter. Well, he announced that last oh, night. Oh, he, what, last night? Yes. He announced he wasn't doing it anymore. Uh, he, was do he was doing a series of tweets, and that was leading up to... Oh, I didn't see. So what did he say? I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> we're taping this on uh, June 1st, and uh, this will be out in a week, actually. We're taping ahead mm -hmm. of time, getting ahead of myself a little bit. But uh, Well, actually, that, I, mean, don't, I started reading, and I thought, oh, I want to ask Dave about this, so I didn't read anymore, so we would have something to talk about. Oh, I don't even know. I, I haven't it, spoken it, to him about it. It sounded as if from the first two tweets that I read that he was quitting the podcast. Uh, he mentioned it wasn't working out financially, I, I think. Well, but there seemed to be a it, lot it's more funny. Yeah, I know he's been talking about... He, it's funny. He, for years, he said it was working out financially. He also said that he could work it out better financially if he tried, you know, if he, if he put more effort into working it out financially. So I feel that isn't the issue. I, I think that's some of it, but I think... I think he's just not made to do a podcast every day. I oh, think he, it's every day. It's every day because you subscribe to it. it How long like is it? Six ninety-five a month. Well, sometimes he goes for like three hours or something a day. He tries to do it like Howard, you know. Oh, that's but not smart. It's not, you know. I mean, Dan produces it, so but it's not produced. It's not like Howard, where there's you know plans and, and clips and bits. Yeah, right. 
but it's I mean it's still great if you love Artie and I do and I love being a part of it. I just I do, um, but nobody has fifteen hours worth of stuff a week. They just don't. Yeah, I mean even Howard only does three days a week now. So and he was doing was like four or five. Repetitive. Plus he you know took a lot of time off over the summer to shoot Crashing last year. Right, and that's coming up again. Yeah. So I think he probably said, I can't do this. You know, like I can't do too much. And I don't think people would be upset it, I, I don't think he should quit the podcast i don't know what his plan i'll find out i'm opening for him at the borgata on june 10th so that's in just a couple of days so i'll find out more and i'll probably find out more before that anyway because we talk on occasion but we talk intermittently you know when he's ready to talk um yeah but why not just do one that's what I'm saying. why not do one a week yeah exactly or three hours when he's ready to do it you know yeah don't charge anymore and just put it out because your fans are desperate they're starving for it um i know one of my uh friends on twitter steve torelli the great Steve Trillio always makes uh, lovely uh, photos of the podcast and stuff like that. Um, one told me that uh, the, the one I had up uh, last week, was, it's, it's not working right. I'm glad, thank God people tell me, like, hey, it stops at 50 minutes. You know, there's people out there tell you, and I'm, 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 it's driving me crazy because I can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll figure it out. But anyway, um, he, Artie and I were on another podcast recently last week that they just put up uh, yesterday, which is Sam Morell and Phil Hanley and uh, Joe Mackey's podcast mm-hmm. uh, called Keeping Joe. And we were on it together. So Steve tweeted to everybody like, hey, Artie's on another podcast. So let's enjoy this, you know, while we have more Artie. Uh, I totally get it, too. Yeah, it's like you just got to take what you can get if you love Artie. And you do love Artie. And he's he's so funny. You know, I don't know. I didn't tell you this, but uh, we were both on the this Comedy Cellar podcast. They have a Comedy Cellar podcast at the Cellar once a week. It's on Sirius Radio. It's not actually a podcast. Oh. It's a radio show. Okay. So both of us were on it, and this incident happened uh, where these two com- comedians got angry at each other, and they started throwing things and fighting, and Artie That's and I were fantastic. both there. It was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh well, you'll appreciate this, because Artie's from Howard. So the owner of the cellar is on the show, and he likes to talk about politics, and Dan Natterman, who's the other oh. co-host, likes to talk about comedy, which makes sense. Um, so no one was talking about Roger Ailes. This before he died, and he was talking about this and that, and then that incident happened. And then he starts, well, let's just talk about Roger Ailes again. And it was a major no. incident. Right. And Artie goes, listen, kid, you know, <laughs> to the owner of the seller who's not a kid. He's older than both of us. And he's like, listen, I'm from the Howard Stern Show. That's not the way we do things. This is another three hours of material that just happened. And he would not let him start talking about Roger Ailes. And so then he just went off on a tangent about this guy, Paul Mercurio about how he didn't have a microphone or something. Because the guy was pulling away the microphone because he didn't want him on the show. Dan was. And so he just went off and he's like, this is, he was doing imitations of Chris Rock imitating, bringing Paul Mercurio up without a microphone. I, if I explain it, it sounds stupid. No, I get but, it. Right. And Marty's like, but not the next game, gonna be, he ain't got a microphone. And, it, and I was laughing like a hyena the whole time. And I'm laughing so hard. And I'm thinking to myself, am I, am I just laughing to appease Artie or do I really find it funny? And then the next week I was opening for a tell in New Brunswick, New Jersey and on the way home in my car, I listened to the show, and I was found myself laughing just as hard in my car alone, listening to what he was saying. And I'm like, oh, thank God. So I don't want to be a phony, but my laugh sounds kind of like a phony sometimes, you know, because I laugh hmm. very high. Artie makes me laugh very hard, and that's the bottom line. One day, I was crying at his podcast, and he had this kid, Mario Bosco. There's this little kid, he's got like a disease or something where he's 40-something, but he looks like he's 12. Oh, that's fantastic. I wish I had <laughs> I that disease. And he's real tough-talking, but he has a high-pitched voice. So he's like, 
And let me tell you something. I take a knife and fuck this motherfucker up. <laughs> and he talks that right, and it's really it. right. It's funny. So Artie is just making fun of this kid. He's trying to get into comedy. He's doing horrible material, and he's just giving him nonstop shit. And I was crying. And he goes, "Why are you crying?" What's the matter with you? He's talking to me, and I'm like, I'm sorry. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But it turns out that was one of the funniest podcasts of all time. <laughs> in fact, when they rated them for the year, that was like number three because um, I was laughing so hard. Artie makes me laugh. He's really funny. You were going to talk about Howard Stern this week. Oh. That he went on vacation and well, it was a big yeah. uproar. Or not a vacation. He was sick. Yeah, um, tell me how much you know about this, and because I, I, I can't remember if you still listen every day. I listen every day, okay. and uh, I've me. become closer with Shuli. Oh, I love Shuli. Yeah, we've become friends. Love Shuli. And, um, yeah, he's really cool. He's excellent. Interesting guy. Excellent. I like him a lot. Gets and, the show. Um, well, okay. So I'm so, trying to find out more details through him sometimes, you know. Well, it's kind details of... Details I'm looking for. It's sort of interesting. There's not much to talk about, which is sort of where I'm going to go with this. So uh, if everybody, you know, is a Howard Stern f- fan like myself, you woke up on one Wednesday a, a couple weeks ago. And or I think it was it's a Monday, always, right? That he wasn't there? Uh, no, it was a Wednesday. Sorry, sorry. It ahead. was a Wednesday. And Wednesday is always a new show if he's doing a, a new week. And you turn it on, and it was a rerun. And I thought, well, that's sort of odd. Um, and immediately I texted, you know, somebody at the show who said, uh, Oh, you did? Of course I did. Oh, <laughs> do you think I was just going to sit there? Well, who do you know at the show? Do you want to tell me or do I want to tell you? I mean, can you, who's your contact at the show? I have a very, is it um, not Ross? Is it? No, oh. no, no. I, I don't, I don't want to jeopardize. Did anything. you hear when I was on the wrap up show? Of course I did. Oh, right. yeah. Good. It was like a year ago. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was about one year about ago. a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just the, you know, I texted a friend who said uh, there's no information. Everyone's being very quiet about it here. Um, somehow it got out that everything was okay and that Howard would talk about it on Monday. Well, if you're a fan, you know you kind of know that Howard doesn't take off ever. Right, right. Of course. In ever. fact, he makes fun of other people taking. Absolutely. Off. Yeah. So I thought. It had to be his parents. Oh, that's what everybody thought. Because he doesn't take off. Yeah. Um, or I thought, God forbid, maybe Robin was sick again. Oh. Those were the only two things I could ever imagine. And the next day... Put everybody in a panic. I, you know, I didn't well, here's know. What, well, I guess I didn't when did hear you that find Wednesday show. I found out the week later the, when they were talking about no, it. No, you didn't. I did. Dave, I, know, I happen to know you read the New York Post every single day. I do. It was in every... <laughs> Newspaper. I don't know how I missed it. Maybe I was, that was which the, only made it worse. Maybe that was the week I was doing my show or something. You know, the Godfather show, and I was then I don't listen and I get drunk the night before, <laughs> so that would make sense. That Wednesday, I wouldn't have listened. Well, come Monday, you it know, must have been May at early May. I, it was early May. Oh, yeah, I, I, I guarantee that's exactly yeah. what happened. I didn't listen that Wednesday. I usually get really drunk on Tuesday nights, wake up and immediately go right to work on Wednesday, and I probably didn't hear any of it no i'm listen i'm just surprised that you i mean we all miss a show here and there i don't but other people don't um i'm just surprised you didn't see all the headlines because this was headlines weird you know howard stern not on air today. no i didn't see any of it. you're right i do read the post every day so what happened was on monday morning um he just said i wasn't feeling well and i don't know why everybody went nuts and he said you know people uh, news crews started to show up at my parents house and this and that 
And I thought, well, if you just weren't feeling well, why didn't Sirius just put out a statement? Howard Stern not feeling well today. He'll be back on Monday. Everything's fine. Yeah, why but didn't they, they didn't. Yeah, why didn't they? Because I think, I think he wanted the um, the speculation. You do? Oh, absolutely. I don't think so. I think Sirius wanted people to listen to a repeat, and I think they're very, very nervous. He's not going to renew his contract, and that's the end of Sirius. Well, first of all, that's two and a half years from now. I know, but I'm just saying, isn't that? Wouldn't you say that's the end of Sirius Radio if he leaves? It's the end of no. It's not. You don't think so? No. I don't think I. I think I don't I, subscribe. Um. What else do I listen to? Uh, yeah, but you, you're not a dry. You do you listen a lot in the car? You're, well, I you live in Manhattan, in? so I know, but I do both. I mean, I have it in my car. I, have I it do at listen home. in my car now. I listen. Uh, now I just got rid of the one in my car, so I don't have a double subscription. And I just use the internet. I found a way to uh, plug it into the lighter, so I can hear it over the speakers now. Right. Which Great. is another distraction of yep. while I'm driving that I have to find a station or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's a pain in the ass, actually. I, I have three subscriptions. You do? I'm you an still idiot. need them? I'm a... No, I'm, I'm finally figuring out that I don't uh, need This is the first year after all these years, after 15 years has it been, that um, I finally got rid of one and just used the internet. <laughs> you I would and I just are the use idiots. the internet. I have the old-fashioned radio in my bedroom so I can listen on my clock radios. <laughs> I have. I can listen on this stereo, this old-fashioned stereo. I listen through the radio still, through yeah. like you know eighty-eight point five or something. It goes through an FM right. transmitter. I, I remember you telling me. Yeah, I'm that the last person to do that. Right, and they don't. The FM people don't like people doing that. I think that's why I like doing it. I'm yeah. like, fuck you. I have. You're not allowed to use our airwaves. What are they? Fuck them. They're free airwaves. The airwaves are free for everyone. I have two. Real radios, one in my bedroom, one real in the serious radios, absolutely. And then I have uh, it in the car, of course. Yeah. All, I, all I was going to say is what you were saying, you know, with Howard leaves Sirius, which I do think in two and a half years, I think this is the end of it. Yeah. Um, I don't see. I, I see their business thriving because of people in cars. It's it's all yeah. About I suppose music you're right. News. I never thought yeah. about that. You know, it's, it's funny. I don't think about that. I don't have a car, so I don't. I mean, I have a you, car, yeah. but I. You know, I use it only once every other week. Right. Well, maybe during the summer, maybe I'll use it more. You know, like I, you know, going to the racetrack on Saturday and um, then I'm going to the beach. Then I'm seeing the weekend. Oh. Uh, which is hilarious when you're older because I'm taking my friend Ashley, who's 26, but I met mm-hmm. her when she was 22. And mm-hmm. we must have had that Abbott and Costello conversation for about a half hour. Like, I want to get tickets to the weekend. I'm like, well, if you want to get tickets this weekend, you should have thought of it before. <laughs> and then she's like, no, in the weekend. I'm like, yeah, I heard you the first time. If you want to get tickets for the weekend, you got to do it in advance. I mean, it must have gone on for about a half hour. I had no idea there was a guy named The Weekend until I saw him on Saturday Night Live, and I'm like, oh, the weekend. <laughs> this must be what she meant. Um, so now I got to take. I promise I take her for her birthday. Oh, so. He's great. Uh, I'm going to the Prudential Center to see him, and then Newark, right? Yes. Newark, yeah. And then in two weeks, I'm gonna do. Uh, two nights in a row. I'm doing Tom Petty on Friday and Hall and Oates on Saturday. Hall and Oates. I'm gonna go oh. for it all, yo. What's up? Uh, where? where... <laughs> that sounds so stupid because it's yeah. so old. Yo, Hall and Oates, yo. It's gonna be awesome, yo. It's gonna be off the chain. Yeah, you'll be one Hall of the younger people. <laughs> I might be. Thank God, finally. Well, everybody's gonna think I'm Ashley's grandfather. You know, when I take her and her friend Flo, who dresses you know in tank tops, um, you know, to the Prudential Center, it's gonna be a little You're awkward. Hate it. I know, I know, but I have to go. They changed, you know, my cousin owns the arena, you know, so they changed the rules because the Devils and 76ers that he owns are doing so poorly. Um, 
you can't really do the friends and family anymore. Like it used to be like a free for all. I could get tickets for anyone. Yeah. And now it's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So now I got to go with the people. That's the issue. I can still get them, but I got to go. <laughs> so, you know, I got to I'm going to have to go to going to have to sit through ice capades again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to sit through the circus anymore. That's yes, thank done. God. And that is a great thing, no but I will say that um when I was in school where we went together. Yes, in, Ithaca. Uh, Ithaca, New York. Because um, I went to Cornell. You went to Ithaca College. <laughs> well, we wouldn't go together. I mean, we went in the same town, but you were so much more older. But go so ahead. I interrupted. Older. Go on. Did I, I always forget. Did we go to school at the... Where did we... No. We, you we were, were much older. Much older. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know you in college at all. Oh, God, no. You really... You were much younger? I mean, you were after I left? Much, I don't remember. Much, much younger. Then how did yes. we meet? Uh, Alan. Well, why I guess? did you meet somebody my age who was much older? Uh, I went. To, uh, I knew Carl, Alan's boyfriend at the time. God, I hate that kid so much. I still hate him. <laughs> Does that guarantee that he'll be listening now? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> well, you know, if he was listening, I wouldn't hate him anymore. I hated him because I used to make fun of him being gay on my radio show, Carl, before he was gay. This is Alan Klein's boyfriend. Yeah. Alan's been on the show before. So I used to make fun of Carl being gay, or I used to make fun that he had this girlfriend, and I used to give him a lot of shit for having this girlfriend. I saw them making out once. I gave him shit, 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 and he would. Always, and I'm just like, come on, why don't you just come out of the closet? Or something? I think I just give him shit about that because I was like, how do you have a girlfriend? Look at you, look at you, you know, like whatever. It was horrible. It was on the radio. I wanted to be like Howard, so I was always getting kicked off the radio. But then, but apparently, I was a good DJ because um, you were gay bashing in the. I 80s? was gay bashing That's in the eighties. Mark Wiggler, forget that guy. Remember that kid? Oh, that was another friend of Alan's who went to Ithaca. This kid was so gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when somebody's that gay, now I get now how rude that is. I guess, but I guess I knew so many gay guys in high school. You know, and this this no, tortured mm, me for years. College, not high school. No high school. No, I talk about this on my podcast all the time. In fact, I talked about it last week because I was doing a tribute to Roger Moore. Oh, yeah. And my friend was coming out of the closet to me one day and said, hey, I'd rather there was a guy, Roger Citrin, and he said, I'd rather be with Roger Moore than this girl, Shari, he was fooling around with. Mm-hmm. And I said, Shari's hot. And he goes, like, but I'd rather be with Roger Moore. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I mean, but I said, Roger Moore, who wouldn't want to be with Roger Moore? I mean, the guy's adorable. And, you know, he's like, no, you idiot. You know, it's just like the week. It was the weekend all over again. He might as well have just said, I'm going to see the weekend because I was so stupid. He goes, what I'm trying to say is I'm bisexual. I'm like, a lot of people live coast to coast. They live on both coasts. That's the way he goes. No, you idiot. I'm saying I'm gay. And I'm like, gay, like in Happy? like gay Paris or I just wouldn't acknowledge it. And, and this is high school. This, this is high school. Scotty. All these guys, I was in the theater. So all these guys were having sex with each other. And um, a wonderful time for you. Bad for me. I wasn't there. I'm saying it would have been a wonderful time for you. Uh They were all out. And it's like nobody prepares you for that. You know, the ABC after school special would prepare you for one gay kid that was having trouble coming out. These guys were all out. It wasn't prepared in the 80s. And they were all fucking this one guy who they now have an award uh, in New Jersey, a very prestigious award named after this guy who was technically raping little boys because he was older. He was like 24 and they were 16. And when I blow the lid off this thing, I swear to God, it's going to be epic. Because well, take I'm, your time. Because first of all, I'm a winner of one of those awards, so I don't want to. <laughs> like, it's a very prestigious New Jersey award for acting. Well, 
if the guy was 24, I'm sorry, and he's having sex with 17-year-olds. 16 years. Oh, okay. Isn't that rape? Uh, I'm sorry, am I, I wrong? Oh, just because they're gay, it's not rape? Scotty. I don't know what's legal. Isn't that, isn't 18 the only thing that's legal? I don't know. You don't know? Don't know. All I'm saying is everybody's fucking two-faced. <laughs> The guy was raping it. If it was a guy and a girl in this day and age, he'd be brought up on charges. But because it was the eighties and nobody gave a shit, I mean, we knew. I don't, I don't give a shit. Now. I had a teacher. Well, neither do I. But I'm, just <laughs> I'm just talking about everybody, the other jerk offs that get angry about that kind of stuff. I think you should be able to sleep with somebody who's seventeen if it's consensual. I mean, if you're, a, if you're, I mean, it's hard not to sleep with a student if you're a high school teacher. <laughs> we used to know this high school teacher. Listen, it was the eighties. We knew this guy. We went over his house, and this girl came out of the bedroom. She's like, hey, fellas. It was no big deal. Nobody cared. It wasn't like she was there against her will. This is perfect for us to transition. She was going to be 18. Um, I was going to say this is a perfect transition if we want to talk about Mary Kay Letourneau. That- oh, oh, my God. I just saw that in the paper today that one of the first teachers to ever fuck a student um, just... They just broke up, right? They're getting divorced. He's, he filed for divorce. He filed for 20 divorce. 20 years later. She's 55 now. And she was hot. She was the first hot school teacher to seduce a boy. And was so in love with him. She, they got she waited rid of her. For him. She waited. Oh, then she did it again. Nope. Right? Whoa. Then she did it again. And then she went to jail. Yes, and then yes, yes. he went right. And then she got she out. She went to and jail. Then, and then, right. And right? then she got out. And, and he waited for her. And they had They've babies been together. together. Tw- they have two children. That, it's so crazy. Yeah. And he's not even cute. No, he was disgusting looking. That's the like, thing. That's why I never understood the whole thing. I don't know. All I know is whenever I think about that or I hear these stories, first of all, it's always the hottest girls I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand that at all. Not the ugly teachers. And, you know, there was a teacher in my school who I'll never forget, Mrs. Van Wynen, mm-hmm. who was the hottest teacher I'd ever seen in my life. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know what I would have done, but I mean, if she came on me, I would have, I would have, I, well, who am I kidding? I you would have fucked her. I, no, I would have run away. I was terrified. I was terrified. I could not have handled it. I mean, she would have had to really come and like settle me. She would have had to do everything. I was never, I could never have done, I never could have handled that. I never could have handled that. That's why that movie uh, with Adam Sandler, That's My Boy, is so funny. It's really funny Um, because then he becomes a hero in -hmm. his town. Like, even though he's a loser, (laughs) there's a scene where they go to the hotel and they're like, I can't remember his name, but I'm like, if he comes up to you in a hotel, you say you have a room. You know, something like that. He's like a hero to every guy, but all the girls think he's gross or whatever. It's a funny, that was a funny movie. That was just recent. That was him and Andy Samberg. That's my boy, it's called. I don't I think, think that's, I yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, he becomes a living legend because he slept with his teacher at like 13 or 14. God, I don't know that one. Is it Netflix? It, yeah, definitely. It's got to oh. be on Netflix. It's, oh, no, it's no. actually really No, funny. I thought it was one of those movies he started. Oh, no, 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 no. It was yeah. a movie theater movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm like, no, we should all be able to rape people. I know. It's just, I realize now what I'm saying. I'm like, no, you should be able to. <laughs> I feel bad if you're a teacher. I guess, I mean, that's the beauty about being a college professor. You should be able to sleep with everybody. That should be, as long as you're 18, everything should be fine, right? Sure. 18. Yeah. Wait, now what are you saying? 18's not okay? What's the matter with you? What are you saying? What are you trying to say? That's a little old, isn't it? Oh, old. Oh, my gosh. Well, we both think similarly. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) is it different with boys? Is that the thing? If it's like maybe it's not as bad if you're older and you're sleeping with a 16-year-old boy or whatever? Listen, I cannot talk like this freely outside of here. But 
I know on this podcast, no one will ever hear me. Yeah, this no, is nobody a, listens. This is a safe space, <laughs> you know? Well, like I told you recently, that girl that I took to Dear Evan Hansen was listening, so. <laughs> <laughs> one. It's, I know. Well, what are you going to do? I do the best I can. Now, there was something else I wanted to talk to you about, obviously. Um, I had some. Well, first of all, we're here to talk about the Tonys. Tony Awards. I, I just feel bad that I uh, we were talking about it. It's uh, I just feel bad. It's okay to rape somebody. No, wait. Uh, there's one other thing I just want to say about being gay. Uh, <laughs> no, this, this kid. I don't know why they told you. Like now, now he came out of the closet. This kid, this kid Roger, who I've known since nursing school, I knew he was gay, mm-hmm. and he came out and he's trying to come out at his kid's bar mitzvah, and she's like, "Daddy, please don't." You know, they get selfish when they get older and they're not out early enough. That's the problem. So I thought I was doing this kid, Mark Wiggler, a favor. by I mean, Jesus Christ, he would take that Olivia Newton-John song, Twist of Fate, from Two of a Kind, the mm-hmm. movie with her and John Travolta. John Travolta, and he would go play it and dance to it in another room while I was being a DJ in this other... And I could watch him, and I'm like, oh, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. It's pretty goddamn What's gay. What's the matter with you? And then, you know, but then Al was like, no, I don't think he's gay. And I'm like... I don't think you, you don't think you're gay, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, that's great. But Carl, his boy, I just didn't care because then I, I had to be all on board of him get, being gay. And that's the problem sometimes I have. It's like if you're going to come out and you decide to come out, but you've been telling me you're not gay the whole time and now you decide to come out. Now I got to be OK with it when right. you say so. No, it takes some time. Just like I had to take time with, um, you know, gay marriage with Alan and Lee being married. I'm like. I don't care if you're husband and husband or whatever that is. I have to take my t- I got to process this. Oh, please. You're, you're, that's just shtick. I, you're, you're like the one, one of the most against, okay people. I'm against gay marriage. No, you're not. No, I'm completely against Since it. Since when? Because I'm jealous that um, gay people could get married before I'm married. That's I'm very jealous that. But you can always I always get thought married. that's what I had over. I'm like, well, at least oh. I, I can get married to, you know, oh, I can get great. actually officially married. And you guys can't. Like, I thought I had that, but now I don't have anything. <laughs> now I'm just a big loser. Well, I'm not married either, so. Are you dating anybody? No, I wish. Yeah, I don't date anybody. Well, I try. You see, I go out with these girls. Well, yeah, I go out with these girls, but it's always a disaster lately. It's hard. But you're out there trying. I am trying. I go through spells where I don't try, and then I go through spells when I do. Okay, I think that's I've been feeling a little bit more confident lately, so I've been asking girls out on dates. Oh, that's great. It's weird to still be dating when you're 100. You know, I want to dance at your wedding. The, you know what I'm talking about? That um, Can you even believe we still have to date at this age, this advanced age, whatever age you are, I'm just saying. Can you believe we're still dating? I mean, it's like annoying. I'm we're not supposed by, to be, have to do this. I'm know? annoyed by everything. So. Well, me too. Me too. I mean, absolutely. This is just one of the things. Um, well, I'm not dating anyone, so I don't have to put up with that annoyance. But you'd like to, though, right? No, if it was the right person. What do you What do you do? Do you go out? I'm out all the time. Well, I know. I'm Where exhausted. do you go? Where do I go? Just I, functions, or do you go? Well, out? I go to a lot of events. Yeah, I know you go premieres, to a lot of events. parties. You know, industry shit. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I love that shit. I know you do. I mean, I love going. But you out. don't meet anybody at those shows. Mm. Uh, occasionally. I don't, I don't meet anyone romantically, but I meet well, people. Well, that's what I meant. Like, you never well, no. ask anybody out at these events? 
Because hmm. um, I try and do that all the time. I mean, ask Sarah. Like, everything we go to, I'm always asking somebody out. And, and In fact, I don't know whether I told you, but I was at a reading for her new Broadway play. I did. I played her father in this I new musical she has. No, I don't think you told me this. Oh, and by the way, folks, if you're listening, uh, everybody uh, knows uh, who listens to the show that I'm auditioning for Tootsie, the Broadway musical, when it comes out. But I'm actually going to do a reading of it in a, in a few weeks um, just to hear it before it comes out. I'm very excited. I mean, I've never gone to an actual I mean Cyrus thing was really awesome but to be involved in the process I feel closer to Broadway you know it's that's like, great I've had these run-ins where I felt very close to Broadway like I feel like like something could be happening like I'm getting closer to you know knowing people who are on Broadway and then doing stuff on Broadway and being close to you know I want to be in a show I've always wanted are to you be going to the Tootsie reading or are you participating I, I, I missed out my friend who was hooking me up missed out on the participating so we're going to the first reading and then you know maybe if i meet this guy that i'm supposed to meet and everything but he knows the guy that wrote it knows i want to be involved and i want to audition at least at the very least because i can play all the parts now you know the part i want to play is like sydney pollock no well yeah absolutely i want to play all the parts so i could totally do sydney pollock like michael i begged you to get therapy to do wait here, here it is michael no one will hire you what is it? How's that? <laughs> That's good. Uh, wait, I have... let's go to the Russian tea room. Yeah, I know. Um, what, 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 who, who is this? Miss? miss. I, I got soap, George. I got soap. Just, uh, Michael, I begged you to get therapy. That's me, Michael Dorsey, your client. The last year, you cast me, it was a tomato. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm trying to hook up my computer here so I can. I have something. I... Damn it. Why does this computer suck? So I mean, I think everybody knows you're running lines from Tootsie right now. No, no, no. They all know. <laughs> uh, I'll just have to go with this. Here we go. Um, Here we go. You uh, are a wonderful actor. Thank you. But you're too much trouble. Get some therapy. Okay, thanks. I'm going to raise $8,000, and I'm going to do Jeff's play. Michael, you're not going to raise 25 cents. No one will hire you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh there's that music. I think I have it. Uh, oh, it, well, I thought I had it, but I don't know. Does it? Anyway, um, I want to play the uh, guy like, Dorothy, I love what you did with our scene today. I oh, was supposed yes. to kiss her. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the guy I wanted oh, to play. Oh, he was I, everywhere I, for years. I know. George Gaines. He was in uh, Punky. Punky Brewster. He, he was also on General Hospital, I think, at one point. No, I don't think so. I think so. I think you'll find you picked the wrong man to challenge, Ms. Kimberly. It was you who put... Look at me when I talk to you, Dr. Brewster. I don't trust a man who won't meet my eyes. I don't trust it in a bank teller. I don't trust it in an insurance salesman. And I certainly don't trust it in a chief surgeon. Now, it was you who provoked this confrontation, sir. You're an incredibly insensitive woman. Oh, incredibly sensitive woman. As a woman, that's pretty good, right? Thinking of me as a person. That's what Southwick General is made of. People. Oh. And have no Um, I think I'd be good at that. I just. I think you have to have that part. You've already been auditioning. I know, here. but I can also I can also do I was proud as ever to be a woman, but I can also do the Bill Murray part because mm-hmm. it'd be like um, I, I play it all, all the time too. I have that clip, but I can't seem to find it today. Um, I did a play about the suicide of the American Indian. Fine. Nobody came. Nobody <laughs> saw it. But uh, I want I don't want people to come up after my play and say we saw your play. We thought it was great. I want about 10 people have just come out of the worst rainstorm in history 
I want them to come up to me two weeks later and say, we saw your play. What happened? <laughs> that's, <my laughs> that's the part. I didn't get it. You know, Tootsie's a movie where if you, you come across it on television these days. Oh, I saw it on Friday night. Just happened to be on. I was home and I was watching. It's a little depressing TV. because it's so good. It is. And good. nothing's that original anymore. Mm. Well, it's timely too at this point. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward. To, you know, I that just get great. excited. I'm going to see what happens. I mean, anything that has to do with Broadway, which is why we're here today. So let's talk about the Broadway. And the reason. Um, well, first, let me just say one thing. You're handling this guy, Seth Sykes. Yes, I am. And we went to see him perform once. Yes, thank you. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a little plug for Seth. Yeah, that's right. That's what I thought you could do. Okay, so it's Judy Garland's 95th birthday coming up on June 10th, and uh, I've booked Seth to play London on her birthday. Oh, that's that's exciting. Uh, We're close to being sold out. Why does the why London? Right, because she she died in London. Oh, I remember he had that in his show. Yeah, yeah, and you know. She she also had extru- uh, many 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 triumphs in, in London, and then he'll be here in New York at Feinstein's Below Fifty Four on. And they couldn't be here tonight, but this is for my mom oh, and my lady down in Paris, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so you're, you're gonna lose me because I love listening to him sing. I love it. Rock a your baby. <laughs> Anyways, Saturday, June twenty. Let's get to the uh, meat of it. There it goes. Excellent. Um, so wait, he's, he's excellent. June fourteenth, June twenty fourth, uh, oh, June tenth in London, June twenty fourth in New York. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I was looking up uh, that he's going to be there, and I was looking up at fifty four below. First of all, first of all, okay, Scotty, okay. Why is Liza crazy about gay men? What is with her and Michael Feinstein now? What is happening? What is happening? Yes, Michael Feinstein. First of all. Let, look, let me tell you something about Michael Feinstein. I know you got a problem with it, but <laughs> I don't have any problems. I, what? Oh, I, why is she obsessed with? Why can't she date? You know, a, a guy that's uh, not. She's not gay. dating Michael Feinstein. Well, she l- is in love with Michael Feinstein. This is, is Michael she? Feinstein. Uh, Michael's. Head. What do you want to play? Well, I'm playing this because this, this is. This is one of my favorite songs. Someone to watch over me. Yeah. Beautiful. This is Michael Feinstein. Stein. 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 I'm a little lamb who's lost in the wood. I know I could always be good to one who will watch over me. I think this version stinks. I'll, I'll tell Michael because yeah, I'm going to see him, him on Monday. Because this is a much better one. Oh. I'm going to get to the meat. Lamb who's lost in the wood. 
This is Sting. A, exactly. This version's kick ass. Always be good. It's kind of bad. I love Sting. It's more haunting. <laughs> but here's the uh, the best version of it is let's see if I can do this. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Oh. It's an interesting group of people your friends are. I know. It's like the cast of a Fellini movie. They're such fun. They're such wonderful people. And Helen is really a good friend. She's a very mm-hmm. brilliant woman, you know. She's she? really a genius. Woody Allen. I met her through my ex-husband, Jeremiah. Yeah, how come you guys got divorced? I, I, that's something I never... Well, I don't yeah. understand. What do you mean, how come we got divorced? Uh, what kind of a question is that? I hardly even know you at all. No, you don't have to tell me if you don't. I'm just curious. Oh, just well, I, we had a lot of problems. We fought a lot, and I was tired of submerging my identity to a very brilliant, dominating man. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. Well, he was a genius, and Helen's a genius, and Dennis is a genius. You know, a lot of geniuses, you know? You should meet some stupid people once in a while. You know, you can learn something. Well, okay, well, tell me, why did you get a divorce? Why? I got a divorce because my ex-wife left me for another woman. Okay? Mm-hmm. God, that must have been really demoralizing. I don't know. I thought I took it rather well under the circumstances. I tried to run them both over with a car. I can imagine. I mean, that's incredible sexual humiliation. It's enough to turn you off of women, and I think it accounts for the little girl. Hey, the little girl is fine. Jesus, she's what's with what's with the little girl? No, Mariel Henry. Sure, I understand. Believe me, sixteen years old, no possible threat at all. Yeah, see, just Uh what we were talking about. She's seventeen. She's going to be eight. You know, sometimes you have a a losing personality, Mary. Hey, I'm honest. What do you want? I say what's on my mind, and if you can't take it, well, then fuck off. And I like the way you express yourself too. You know, it's pithy yet degenerate. You get many dates? I don't think so. I do. I actually know. You'll never believe this, but I never thought I was very pretty. Oh. What is pretty anyway? I mean, I hate being pretty. It's all so subjective anyway. Yeah? I mean, the brightest men just drop dead in front of a beautiful face. And the minute you climb into the sack and do the least bit giving, they're so grateful. Yeah, I know I am, you know. Do you have any kids or anything? Me, yeah, I got a kid. He's being raised by two women at the moment. Oh, you know, I mean, I think that works. Uh, They made some studies. I read in one of the psychoanalytic quarterlies. You don't need a male. I mean, two mothers are absolutely fine. Fine. Because I always feel very few people survive one mother. Well, listen, I gotta get my dog. Uh, you wanna wait? I gotta walk it. Are you in a rush or something oh, no. like that? No, sure. What kind of dog you got? <laughs> the worst. It's a dachshund. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a penis substitute for me. Oh, I would have thought yeah. that in your case, a great dame. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Someone to watch over me. Another version. This is why I always think of the song. This is why I like it. This is right, right, right on my block. The whole scene takes place right in this neighborhood. So are you serious with you or what? Serious? And then they're having dinner in this neighborhood at this hour? No, that's the one part where I don't (laughs) know. Because everything closes down. Like late at night. I I guess I should straighten my life out, huh? I mean, Donnie, my analyst, is always telling me. Call your analyst Donnie? Yeah, I call him Donnie. Donnie? You're an analyst? Yes. I call my Dr. Chomsky. You know, oh, well. yeah, either that or he hits me with the ruler. <laughs> Donnie. Anyway, Donnie tells name. me that I get involved in these situations and that it's deliberate, you know? I mean, he, he's... It's so funny, when, you know, and this is right after Annie Hall, and he does the same thing. It, like, he can't... It is fascinating. He definitely... The reason why we love him or loved him is because he does put it all out there it's clearly his life mm-hmm. and you know he can't help but talk about having an analyst and she has an analyst and that's exactly what happened in Annie Hall and he goes 
you cried at your analyst session? You, you could, you know, whatever. And then, and and it's the same thing. It's kind of funny that he but doesn't. He's mind. always been talking about the exact. No, same I, I know. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. It's just kind of funny because I'm just thinking because you, you call you because he does the same thing in any home. He's talking about you. You call your teacher Donnie. Like he's. It's the same gag, and yet you don't even notice it because it's so brilliant in a completely different setting and a different the way he's using it. It's like you don't mind. And yet, if it was anybody else, you'd probably notice. Like he's just—I mean, he's ripping off himself, mm-hmm. but you don't mind because it's still, the whole scene True. is so great. They're just walking around in, in Manhattan at, at, at a nighttime on a nice night, and I mean, you've probably done this a hundred times. You used to live in the greatest section yeah. of all time. You used to live right on Fourth Street, right on Seventh Avenue. Uh, I lived I mean, on the wrong side. I lived on right. Uh, you would have been better living off that Grove Street area. You think, my word? But still, I mean, that's a very exciting session. This is. You know, a little more, more quiet and stuff, but it's, it's still a great Especially with scene. my ex-husband, Jeremiah. You know, I mean, I, I was a student and... Um, really? You married your, your, your yeah. teacher? Yeah, of course. That's very, very... Well, uh, I listen to that. I mean, he failed me and I fell in love with him. It's so well, that's perfect, perfect, right? Yeah, that's, I know. That is, I mean, I was sleeping with him and he had the nerve to give me an F, so... Really? Yeah, really. No, not even an incomplete, right? <laughs> Straight F? <laughs> you know, you got a good sense of humor. You hey, actually do. Hey, thanks, thanks. I don't need you to tell me that. You know, no. I've been, yeah, no, I've been making good money. He sounds so young here. Well, uh, also when the, when I record, I think when I get where I get it from, it's it's sped up. I mean, he does sound young, but it's sped up a little. So that's half the problem. She too. sounds like her though, and he. Well, because she's a young. girl. The boys sound he a little. Didn't you hear young. the? Oh, the clip I played at the beginning was from Family Ties. Oh, I was. I, I was about going to ask. I totally forgot. The Barry Manilow yeah. thing. But you can tell when you hear Alex, it's like too Very high. Very high. But that's, yeah. that's the same thing here in a way. Okay. That's a little more so, but that's the way they put them on, yeah, okay. you know, when I get them, the clips off the mm-hmm. line and stuff. But um, uh, with this, it's, uh, you know, it's fascinating when you think about it. We, we love talking about Woody Allen on the podcast, but, and I love listening to it. I just like listening. I am enjoying Listening to this scene, listening to him talk, the rhythm. and when, and when the you, dialogue, yeah, yeah, the dialogue, the rhythm. But when you think about the way he's talking and and turning her on with his comedy, how does that not speak to an ugly boy like myself or something, or you know, somebody who's not a, a pretty boy back in the day? You know, it's like his movies changed everything, which is why Annie Hall won Best Picture because nobody had ever seen the likes of a, a you know an ugly guy. Winning girls over with his personality and his comedy. I mean, think of many people that spoke to not just guys like me, but everybody. It's like, you know, the the intellect. They were falling in love with the intellect. There'd never been a movie like that ever. You know, you, you back. You had Clark Gable, you have Robert Redford, you have Paul Newman. It's easy to fall in love with those guys, but to fall in love with the intellect and then to see when she's, you know, just the way he writes his dialogue and it's just it's happening. It's happening. You know, he's this, he's winning this girl over. By just him, the the quips, you know, he's so funny. I mean, you could never do that in real life and be that quick. good, you know, like where he's like, really? In your case, I would have thought it would have been a great Dane. I mean, maybe, you, I mean, it tells like that really in real life. So I guess you can. And girls certainly fall for him all the time. So I guess there are guys like that. It's just, you know, this isn't even fair. It's so well crafted because it's already written. But, but in all the clips that you just played, I mean, the winning dialogue was all it's Diane amazing. Keaton. Oh, yeah, right, right. Well, it's, but he's that's the best part too women. because. He's right. Well, that first of all, no other writer or director writes for women the way he does. It's very clear. It was I mean, let's what, just go down the played. list of all best supporting actresses that have won or best actresses. So she's already coming off a of best actress Oscar for Annie Hall. She sh- she could have won completely here as a completely different character and yet still being herself. 
I don't know whether she was nominated for this. This would have won Best Picture if Annie Hall hadn't won two years before. Wait, I thought Manhattan came first. No, no. Annie Hall comes first, then Interiors, which people forget. I love Interiors. And then Manhattan. I love everything. And Manhattan would have won Best Picture of the Year had they not won for Annie Hall the year before. Right, okay. I think you're just like, well, what are you going to... I mean, it was nominated because it's, it's more brilliant in many ways uh, as a mm-hmm. piece. Annie Hall's funnier, but Manhattan's more complex mm-hmm. and more... Amazingly, the cinematography. The same guy did The Godfather. You know this guy, Gordon Willis. I mm-hmm. think. Um, you know, it's 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 intense. There's so many levels to it, and and that's what I've always said. Without Annie Hall, you don't have Manhattan. It's like he was trying this thing in Annie Hall, and then he perfected it in yeah. Manhattan. Without Hannah and her sisters, you don't have crimes and misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. He's like trying. He's like, can I do a comedy and drama at the same time? Yeah. But then, can I really go for it? Which is crimes and misdemeanors, where it's very heavy. And laugh out loud funny at the other scenes. Mm. And, I mean, he, he's amazing. And, uh, he, you know, it's, that's the thing. You know, you have this guy. He's a pervert and uh, you know, obviously a, a troublemaker now. And yet, you know, you have something like Blue Jasmine, which is amazing. And her performance in it, which is as good as what we're going to talk about for the Tony stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is during the time where it's possible he had trouble with his another daughter, you know that Ronan Farrow was saying he's like he abused his other daughter, not just no, some not Blue ye- Jasmine. Blue Excuse Jasmine me. was recently. Yes, I know, and there was a lot of talk about no, him. That's the same old talk. It's, that's it's nothing. Same that's old talk same. about this one girl, but now she's old enough to say, "I think he touched me." Whatever. So you, everybody's wondering, is Kate Blanchett going to say something? Oh, okay. at the Oscars. No, but no, because they're so happy to be in a Woody Allen project. It's one of those. Things where like a woman is like, I would never do that. But we all know if you get a call from Woody Allen to be in one it. of his movies, you're gonna do it. Yeah, but so everybody's two faced. No, because I, if they really thought he was molesting kids, they wouldn't do it. True. They all, yeah, but the, the Woody Allen thing in you know circa 2015, 16, 17, which is what you know the time period that you're talking about. Everyone realizes this is some of. Somebody else's fight. It it got so fucking weird. Right. Well, it was clearly their mother, uh, the kids' Mia. mother. You know, me with the kids just sticking up for her and stuff like that. So they were just going for. It. Let's just play the rest of this because I. I quit <laughs> my job to write this book, and now uh-huh. I'm very, very nervous oh. about it. You know. But yeah. Listen, you want to? Oh, you don't have to pay for it. Oh, really? that's okay. No, no, I'm serious. You want to walk by the river? We can. You know what time it is now? What do you mean? Well, if I don't get at least sixteen hours, I'm a basket case. Yeah. Really. I'd like to hear about your book. I, I, mean, I, re- I really would. You know, I'm, this, I'm quite this, a good editor. This is the best because I think he's explaining the book, and that's I always want to do this scene when I'm with a girl, but you need the fade out, otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Well, my book is about decaying values. It's about see. The thing is, years ago I wrote a short story about my mother called The Castrating Zionist, and um, I want to expand it into a novel. <laughs> you know, I could talk about my book all night. You need the fade out, otherwise you can't. <laughs> the castrating Zion is fantastic. But here's the music again, and then they're at the bridge, and you know, I don't care what anybody says. It's Isn't it beautiful? Really great though? city, you know. Yeah, it's really, really so pretty when the light starts to come up. I know, I love it. Boy, <sighs> this is really a great city. I don't care what anybody says. It's just really a knockout, you know. It's. Mm. I think I better head back. I got an appointment with Yale for lunch later on. Mm. 
What about this scene? Uh, hold on. We're just gonna play Woody Allen. Lunch later on. Hold on. Get ready for it. Boy, this is, this is a great city. I, I don't care what anybody says. I know. Look at that sunset against the skyline. I know. Wow, look at that. A perfect end <laughs> to a perfect day. Yeah. Well, we should probably get home. This area gets really dangerous at night. And then it's like a lion and a robot fighting. Like <laughs> Family guy. Seth MacFarlane. Yep. Oh, love him. That's good stuff, right? I want to marry him. Uh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I he, do. He seems complicated. That's fine with me. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether you'd be okay with it. No, look at me. Totally okay. Uh, with regards to Feinstein's 54 Below, I was looking at their calendar. Now, number one, on July 3rd, they're doing the music from 1776. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how I can get in on that. They said there's people that they're... Do you know anybody who works there? <laughs> yeah. I want to sing. Why, it's a sold out? No. No, I want to be in the show. I want to sing. Oh, that I don't know. Come on, help me. Well, see, I think I'll be able to do that once I get one of these stupid shows. Once I get one of these stupid Broadway shows, I'm going to be able to do stuff like this. That's true. But here's the best part, and I've already contacted my sister and Sarah in October. Are you ready? What show? Andrew McArdle. I am so going. Uh, wait. Are You've you re- never seen Andrew McArdle? Not since 1977. Have you? Yes. Well, I haven't, and neither is Sarah, and we're dying to go. Wait, you know that Andrea grew up in the same neighborhood as I did, right? No, why would I know that? I don't know. Why, are you friends with her? I knew Andrea. You knew her, but you don't know her now. Well, I, I mean, I don't see her, but I know uh, her brother, Michael, was one of my dearest friends who you've probably met through me, Michael McArdle. Listen. Are you just forgetting this? No, I'm you not forgetting to... anything. All I'm saying is we're going to see her perform. Oh, okay. Well... Have you seen her perform before? Why are you acting like this? Like you go to see no. her perform all the time? No, it's only because you're mentioning someone I know. So it's sort of like you're. You acting. know what? No, no. What you're doing right now is completely different from what I'm talking about. We are going to see That's the great girl who originated the role of Annie, Annie sing a bunch of Broadway tunes. I mean, this is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be the best night ever. But she's performed in New York about well, one I billion Well, I've never times. seen her. I've never <laughs> seen her, and I didn't know about it. No, we've never seen her perform. Sarah, she was in some play recently, and we were yeah. going to go, but the play looked horrible. Crosswords or something. It, it was a okay. play. It wasn't a musical. We want to see her sing. I don't know. I've never seen her. Where has she been performing? Why have I never seen everywhere. it before? Oh, I've, my God. Andrea's everywhere. You're just saying that now when no, you I'm know not. that I... Has she ever been to um, that piano bar you like to go? Does she ever show up there? Yes. Was that what, Marie's Crisis? Oh, does she go? Oh, I don't know if she goes to Marie's so you don't know Crisis. Any, you don't know her at all. You're taking credit for knowing her. You don't know her. I do know her. Come on. <laughs> oh, do you know her like you could call her right now and say, hey. I don't have her number. Yeah, you don't, you don't even know her. Are you going to go to that show? Sure. You're going to go? I what? hadn't thought about it. You're just going to go or are you going with us? I'll go with you. Well, we don't know if we want you there now. Okay, fine. If, you, if we go. go with you, will you introduce us to her after? Of I course mean, I would. Do you actually know her? Yes. So you could call her and say, hey, I'm coming to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Or would you see her at the show and say, hey, I'm... I would send... No, I always send a note to people beforehand saying, okay to say So you know how to reach her. Of course I do. Mm, I didn't know this. Is she seeing anybody? I feel uh, like we'd get I along. I don't 
believe <laughs> she is. She got we divorced be, a number of years we ago. We must be about the same age. You are exactly the same age, actually. Isn't that interesting? That, that means, wait, wait, that's impossible. That when it, uh, I saw her on Broadway in Annie. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't see her. I just had the record. Right. I must. I probably saw Sarah Jessica Parker in the A couple years role. later. Yeah, right. I probably saw it in 1980. Do you know that they just had a, a reunion of all the Annies? No. Uh, it must. Oh, this is the. Oh, the 40th anniversary. Yeah, just like Star Wars 77. That's right. right. Oh. So it was Sarah Jessica. It was. What? How did I miss this? What was, were they on so, the Today Show? Oh, I don't know what. I remember seeing pictures. I can't remember. Who's this? Oh, Danielle Brisbois. Is that the other one? I don't think she played Annie. <laughs> she played um, one of the orphans. That was though. Sarah's favorite for some reason. I don't know. You know, well, they kind of looked when, alike. When she was, right, exactly. And she was like, uh, I'll straighten, I'll flatten you out uh, like a pen. Wait, what's the line? Damn it. <laughs> I can't remember. The, Dan, uh, the orphan's line? Yeah, yeah, the orphan line. I'll flatten you like a pancake. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited. I found out also that Seth Sykes is friends with a girl that I'm using. On June 14th, I'm doing a charity benefit for Big Brothers Big Sisters at the Gotham Comedy Club with a bunch of comics that are awesome. Uh, everybody, uh, I've said that on my show already. Um, I'm talking about uh, Sam Morell, Michelle Wolf, Tom Cotter, Greer Barnes, Rachel Feinstein, and Emily McNamara. Do you know her? No. Is this a friend of Seth's? Yes. Okay. And I'm using her, and she's doing this really uh, great thing where she... Things like Mariah Carey, but it's kind of a joke. So, how do you know that she knows Seth? What's the I connection? Just do. I'm not oh. telling you because okay. you were <laughs> angry about the Feinstein thing. So. <laughs> you know, um, there's an unbelievable photo or a bunch of photos of Liza Minnelli when she was 19 at this uh, at her 19th birthday party. Yes. Have you ever seen those? Of course I have. Those are amazing. Yeah. I just saw them recently. She's Life so, Magazine has Life them. Magazine. She's so sexy at Delmonico's Hotel. Where the Beatles stayed when they first um, at the at the basement, I think they had a club down there. I thought the photos were from Il a Mio, rehearsal a disco. of she was in Florida. It was a birthday time. party. No, right. it was here at the in New York. Okay, it was a party. Her nineteenth birthday party. Okay. Her nineteenth birthday party. That is so crazy. Mm-hmm. She looked so cool. She had such a great look about her. You know. <laughs> I, now I know why you said that um, Liza was in love with Michael because you were quoting a National Enquirer article from about two months ago. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, it's not true. I don't know. Michael's ha- true. happily married. I know he is. That's why we need to know why she's uh, pursuing a married man. She's not. Scotty? Yes. What is happening? Come on. What is she doing? What is she up to? She's up to no good. That's what I think. <laughs> she's up true. to hijinks. Uh, she's recording a new album. Do you know who used to? Do you know who who bought the Delmonico for one hundred fifteen million? Uh, was it the Helmsley? Donald Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's get to the. Uh, oh, you're gonna like this. Okay. Is it Liza? Now, in 1965, Liza Minnelli yes, won a Tony. For Flora, the Red Menace. This is that idiot Robert Guillaume. He can't seem no, to he speak passed off away. the cue. So. In 1972, she won an Oscar for the movie Cabaret, which was, of course, two years earlier, uh, a, a musical for the Broadway stage, which won a Tony. So how is this now, guy an actor? Now, in 19... In he's making a mockery of Liza. I'm, no, you know, you should be he's glad he's dead. In 1973, she had the nerve to win an Emmy for her performance in... 
Eliza See? with He's a ruining Z. It. He's ruining now, this it. This girl is very good if you dig talent. That's a good line. Yeah, now but tonight, how long did it take to get there? And he was ruining it. He's lucky he had that last oh, line. Oh, you can. He's she mentioning all the nature not- awards. I loved it. Yes, he's mentioning, it, but he's slipping all over his words. He could go on forever. Benson's so an like- asshole. <laughs> I'm a need for her electrifying performance in the act. Here's why. They seem to like her. Let's move on. If you, could, if you guys could see Scotty, like, really bringing it. <laughs> he loves it. I do love it. And I love this performance. Well, that leads me to uh, what we're talking about today, which is the Tony Awards. Now, last year, we didn't bother doing a show because I tell you, I didn't see anything. I didn't, we didn't do it last year. We did two oh, years ago. okay. And I didn't care. But this year, there's Dear Evan Hansen. And it's so special. And when there's a performance like that in a lifetime, I was going down the list of uh, best actresses to have won uh, an award. Now, this is a best actor. This is uh, Ben Platt. Now, when I look down the list of best actors, I've, nev- I've never to this day have I seen a performance in a musical deserving of this kind of uh, really? Tony Award. That's right. And I can go through the list. But uh, let, um, just going through the women, I'm talking about this is since the last time that there's been an award given to, bestowed upon somebody who had such an unbelievable performance and deserving of a musical Tony was 2009, Alice Ripley for Next to Normal. And nobody else. Because if you look at the other stuff, it's all... It's all, it's okay. But Kelly O'Hara, the king, and I, who cares? It's not the riveting, gut-wrenching performance that I'm talking about okay. where I say in 2007, Christine Ebersole did in Grey Gardens. Mm. And mm. before that, um, I would go back, Adina Menzel in Wicked is amazing, but still not, I mean, I'll give her the props from now until the end of time. But it's not this Grey Gardens, it's not next to normal, and it is not this Ben Platt. I'm trying to explain this Dear Evan Hansen. Now, you, you saw it, right, Dear Evan Hansen? I did not. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, that's odd. But I've heard him sing. And I, I've heard him sing a Judy Garland I, song. I don't understand. I thought, well, he's not a homosexual, is he? I don't know. No, of course he is. Okay. Uh, but he's not in the play, ironically. Oh, I, I thought okay. he was, but he's, he's not. In fact, I haven't. No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't been able, uh, that is been able to get a ticket. I thought you have. And really, until you, the, there's there's... Because if you go back in the '90s, there's really no there were they didn't make plays like that really like that that more I don't know you know there's I, all, I mean it. when you look at people who win you know uh, again Donna Murphy for The King and I or Faith Prince for Guys and Dolls it's all okay but wait 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 Faith Prince in Guys and Dolls um, I'm gonna go 1992. Did That's I have exactly the year? Correct. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's why I'm here. Wow. But that was one of the she became a star. From that performance, well, she's just still like a star. Sutton, Nobody Sutton gets Foster to... winning for whatever that made her a star, like uh, uh, thoroughly modern Millie. That's right, but not no. Everybody was talking about Faith Prince much more than people ever but talked about. But it's still guys and dolls. You know what I'm saying? It's still a fluff right. piece in a way. Okay, I mean she did do a great job. Yes, I, I saw it too, and she was really, really good. 
But I guess what I'm trying to say is that a the performance like what Ben Platt is doing, there hasn't been. I have the dudes who have won, and Leslie Odom Jr. won last year for Hamilton. It's very good, but it is not this. Right. It's very good. It's Hamilton. It was great. Now Michael Severus, mm, I saw in Fun Home, and he was very good. But that, that, yeah. I well, even you know liked it more than I did. I loved the play, Whoa. but I didn't care for his performance. Okay. I don't even know how he won. Go except back. that there was nobody there that year. Nobody. Give, give me the year before. Go ahead. Neil Patrick Harris and Hedwig. You know. Okay. What I are you going to do? It's Neil Patrick. Harris. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Then Pilly Porter, Kinky Boots. These are all horrible. I mean, these are all they're. Because there's no one else. You know, it's like they've just given the award away. Listen, I don't remember who they were all up against. Uh, Once, which I really enjoyed, but it's not... Steve something. That's right, right, Steve Kazee. Norbert Leo Butts, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, that was a good show. It was a good show, but it's not... Aaron It's not like this kid in... This kid is up there with Christine Ebersole and Alice Ripley and Next to Normal. I mean, that's that's the kind of performance. Okay. And you just don't see... And, I, and when I look up, I'm looking, you know, uh, Jersey Boys, that John Lloyd Young, nobody cares. New York, Norbert Leo Butts and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And this guy's good. Ju- Hugh Jackman, the boy from Oz, Hairspray, Harvey Fires, are you kidding? John Lithgow, the Sweet Smith. It's all fluff. It's not... Uh, it, nobody has ever won mm-hmm. for maybe Alan Cumming in Cabaret I was waiting for you to get you there. could possibly make a case for but this is like nobody's ever seen before I'm well also you, Alan would have good. won best supporting not best no actor. he won best actor I have it here really yeah he won, I was just as surprised as you were okay um, but I, I'm, this uh, and here's some I mean this is a, a I mean listen to this this is the this is one of the ones that they play all the time. This is the one he'll sing on the shows and everything. I've learned to slam on the brake Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake It's funny, if you see him, it doesn't sound like it's him singing. He doesn't look like he sings like this. Sometimes you don't recognize his voice when you're seeing the show. You You can't picture him with the voice. Do you like his voice? I do like his voice. I I like Andrew Reynolds better. Oh, hello. Step out of the sun because you've learned, because you've learned. On the outside, always looking in, will I ever be more than I've always been? Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass, waving through a window. I try to speak, but nobody can hear, so I wait around for an answer to appear while I'm watch, watch, watching people pass. annoying because it's not pick I want them to pick up you know? <laughs> but, uh, oh, we start with stars in our eyes I I mean this song isn't even I mean this is a really good one it's one of, but it's like you know I make fun of a lot of the music and it sounds like a typical musical stuff it but but it's so it's this play it's not about the music it's like mm-hmm. the songs are great but you know Hamilton is technically better but this this the subject and this performance is what it completely is. See now, now I'm afraid if when I finally go see it, he won't be in it. 
Yeah, you have to see it with him. You have, I figure, he's going to win the Tony. I'm he'll positive stay. he's going to win. Of course he will. Yeah. Yeah, but there's this idiot in the post that keeps saying it's a race between him and Andrew Carl. Oh, it from- is. No, it's not. You haven't seen. Your- I've seen both shows, okay. and I like Andrew Carl, Andy Carl, right? a- Andrew Carl. Yep. I like him a lot. I've seen him in Rocky. I've seen him in S- Saturday Night Fever. I believe I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I've seen him Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. There's no contest. I don't know what this guy. What he was saying was. I think he was angry because he said he thought Groundhog Day was going to be better for the. It's the guy from the Post, Michael Riedel. Yeah, Michael Riedel, and he was. I think he said in one of his things, he's like, uh, "I think I said Groundhog Day was going to be great." So he's like pushing it. He's pushing it. It's very clear. Anyone well, that's, that's seen Michael. both shows, there's no contest. Okay. If Andrew Carl win, it would be the upset of all upsets. This kid's performance is a never before seen. Show stopping. Right. He'll never be this good again. Right. He needs. To, he'll need to retire. I mean, he'll go through shows like Guys right. and Dolls and shit. But he'll. They'll never be this. Yeah, again. but nothing's a guarantee. Did you see Significant Other? Yes. Okay. Do that you, was amazing. Okay. Guess who didn't get nominated? I. I know it's driving that kid. Gideon and Glick. Let alone. I know Josh Harmon because he's writing Sarah's. Oh, uh, he wrote the. Yeah, he wrote the play, and and he didn't get the show didn't get nominated, and they closed it well in advance. I went to see it, went backstage, and met the whole Excellent. cast. I did a reading with one of the girls in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. I'm so glad you saw it. It was terrific. I right? loved it. it. And it's not even nominated. The fuck is the matter with everybody? That was amazing. That was one of the best plays I've seen. Absolutely. Without, and get, that's not a musical, and that guy was great. Gideon, how does he not get nominated? Let's take a look these fucking idiots that are nominated. But do you see what my point no. is that there's something that now. we both, you're not mad at me, you're mad at the world. Chris Cooper for A Doll's House 2, whatever, we've seen him before. Corey Hawkins in Six Degrees of Separation. How many times are they going to nominate somebody for that stupid show? Kevin Kline's the worst actor ever. No, he's not. I hate him. No, I hate him down, so Dave. much. That's calm Jefferson down. Mays? Who the hell is that you guy? You know who Jefferson Mays is. I don't know who yes, he is. Yes, you do. Is he we black? Had drink, we had drinks with him. We did? Yes. Well, I'm two-faced. I definitely would have said, oh, my God, I loved you in Oslo. Uh, no, what, I, when did we have drinks with him? We didn't. Oh. <laughs> but for that kid not to be nominated because it's more of a comedy, oh. it's more of a lighter, or maybe that's the reason, or maybe, uh, it's a travesty. All I'm saying is that you're so absolutely convinced that Ben, ben Platt's Platt. going to win, and I'm just saying, here's a here's Then you're a an idiot because you haven't seen the, the show. There's nothing I can say to... You, you're never going to win this argument with I'm not me. arguing. You haven't seen the show. I'm you not would even not, But you would not even have this conversation if you had seen the show. No, it's a sure thing. Because if it's, if it's not, I'm never going to see another show again. But Dave. And I'm going to do something about it. After Significant <laughs> Other, when you walked out, wasn't that a sure thing? That the play would have been nominated? That Gideon would have been nominated? Ironically. That's all I'm getting at. No, no. When I saw it, it was, we knew it was closing. Okay, and then I met the cast, and they were so disappointed. Yeah, and yeah, I guess if I had first of all the ending, did that just wow you? Um, I don't want to ruin it for people, but I remember <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't see it; it's not playing anymore. I know, but it's just like this. What was the, the ending? Really, the ending ahead. is just him at the last wedding, and it right. just you know it just ends. And that was and that was great. Can I? And bring then up- I'm, Sarah was crying. I went with Sarah, and she mm-hmm. was crying. She couldn't get out of her seat. Oh, I remember her tweeting about it. Can I? Yeah, up that? she tweeted about it. Remember that? And then the New York Times retweeted her tweet, and they the play retweeted her tweet, right, or something. Uh, I know you'll like this. Uh, his. 
big monologue at the end, towards the end of the play, yeah. when he's going on and on about having to spend money on other people's weddings. Yeah. Tell me you didn't relate to that. Oh, I related to the whole thing, except that I'm not gay, but I mean, pretty much I am gay. I have a lot of girlfriends and all of them get, yeah, I, I go through this all the time. I related to the entire fucking thing. Me too. I completely related me and too. it didn't matter. That's what made it so great. It didn't matter whether he was gay or straight. Of course. This, this is everybody. And the fact that he was gay just, I thought it actually made it better in a way, but it, it's um, because it's more prevalent if you have girlfriends that get, you know, conventional. It actually would have been better before gay marriage. It would have been a more important piece uh, maybe even 10, 15 years ago. But um, maybe it would have lasted. But they, the cast was telling that guy. I met that guy. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. A sweetheart of a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so upset. They wanted to go to California with it, to Los Angeles. They wouldn't let them go. They wouldn't let the cast. They wanted to stay together and do the play. Mm-hmm. It was about money, just like you're saying. Yeah. And um, there was, they said, well, I, there's no stars. Uh, you know, nobody knows it's, it's happening and it's not a musical. Well, first of all, they should not have trans- transferred it to Broadway. They should have left it off Broadway where it was doing very well. And just well, but there. sooner or later, you know, you have to, the, you, you're going to mm-hmm. be. No, you don't bring it somewhere if you're not going to make any, any money. And well, no they didn't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like if we, we, we did you see it off Broadway? No, on Broadway. Me too. So I'm saying if we had seen it off Broadway, we probably would. Have, I mean, that's what they did with Once. Once probably should have stayed mm. off Broadway as well. Mm. But you get okay. lured in. I mean, what do you think? Josh Harmon doesn't want to be on Broadway. His name was in lights. I mean, it's it's, it's what everybody right. dreams of. What are you supposed to do? Right. It's it's a shame. But you know, you have to hope he'll write another one. That um, and I met and I hope so many of his friends and we uh, we met Barbara Barry that night. Oh wow! She was so excited to meet Sarah, mm-hmm. so they brought her down to meet Sarah. And then she goes, "Oh my God, I can't believe my niece are going to be so excited I'm meeting Susan Silverman." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even bother correcting her. Yeah. It was like really funny. I'm so glad you saw that play. I did because I there you have it. another example of something that was so spectacular. Nobody's going to get to see it. The good news is with Dear Evan Hansen, if you can get the tickets, you can see it. He's got to be at least in it until December if he's going to win. They're Did gonna, you see Groundhog Day? Not yet. Well, then how can we even have this conversation? I'm saying if, if you even saw Groundhog Day and you think for one second that Andy Carl could possibly be compared, I saw both of them. Andy Carl's very good. Any other year, when we're looking up that list <laughs> of fluff pieces, he'd probably win hands down. But this year, no. It's not going to happen. I think my only argument is that there are sometimes upsets. That's my only argument. Not in this case. Okay. There won't, uh, you're making me upset. I always I can't, make you upset. I can't handle it if he doesn't win. This is exactly the way I felt when Christine Eversole. I thought she might not Excuse win me. for Grey Garden. Excuse when me. You Guess see what? A performance Guess like what? That. Glenn Close doesn't have an Oscar. All I right? don't care. You care. I don't care about Glenn Close having what? an Oscar. What do I give a shit about her? What performance was so great that I need to have her give an Oscar for? What? Fatal Attraction. Oh, come on. Who gives a shit? Indecent. W- w- um, the one where she played Sonny Vamdiolo. Help, help me out here. Come but on. She, but she was the worst part of that movie. She was the best part. Because the best part was Klaus Vamdiolo. Sonny and I were deeply in love. She had the worst parts. I like to fast forward through her scenes. No, you don't. I do. She stunk in that. She wasn't necessary. She's brilliant. It was all in that. Jeremy Irons, and she, he won for that. Please, and he won for that. He technically won for one Dead Ringer. Smoking a cigarette was one of the most brilliant things. I've it's ever okay, seen. but it is not this Ben Platt performance. It is not even the caliber. All of her work doesn't compare to this kid's performance in this show. What are you drunk? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. This show is special. This, listen to this song. It's I've been listening to it all day. I can't even stand it. Dear Evan Hansen, we've been way too out of touch. You're so gay. I know. I can't help it. <laughs> Christ. We don't talk that much, but I I'm, tell you I'm more I gay than gay. Yeah. So you'll be upset if he doesn't win, right? Yeah, I'm going to be devastated. Well, guess what? Liza Minnelli doesn't have a Kennedy Center honor, so welcome to my perfect. fucking life. That is bad. That's unacceptable. You're right. I'll do it. Okay. I gotta tell you life I got my finger. Has been hard, How do you not love it? Has been rough. I miss talking about <laughs> life and other stuff. Very specific. Shut up. I like my parents. Who says that? I love my parents, but each day another fight if i stop smoking drugs then everything might be all right smoking drugs just fix it if i stop smoking crack crack if i stop smoking pot then everything might be all right i'll take your advice i'll try to be more nice i'll turn it around wait and see You don't like this, huh? You're so angry. I've never seen you so angry like this before. What? You're out of control. Um, Why do you hate this song so much? Because it reminds me that Laura Linney doesn't have an Oscar. Oh my! Laura Linney's the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. I, if I could edit out all of her Love Actually parts, I would. And the fact that she's in Love Actually too makes me sick. She's a horrible actress. She is one of the most boring people on the planet. The greatest actresses ever. You are so mistaken. No, I'm not. You know what? I don't want you to see Dear Evan Hansen. Now, in fact, I'm going to put a picture of you at the box oh, office. Oh, don't do that, So you're Dave. not allowed to get a ticket. Oh, darn because it. Because you clearly are not going to appreciate this awesome piece of acting. I'm going to show Because if you think that Laura Linney is... I, where is that coming from? She is like the worst, most boring actress no, ever. She's one of the greatest actresses is, where, who has ever lived. No, you're so way off on that. No, no. We Listen, we need to agree on something. Give me something else. Because I am not in agreement with anything you've said so far. Well, you did agree that Liza Minnelli deserves a Kennedy Center honor. She absolutely does. And that is a travesty. I mean, if they're going to give one to Led Zeppelin, they might as well give one to Liza. You're, okay. you're completely correct on that. <laughs> Why you. doesn't she have one? What do you think the reason is that she's I just really high on drugs? Know. or? <laughs> Look how you get angry at stuff like that. That's so funny. You love her so much. When was the last time you saw her? Oh, like my yesterday? goodness. I, when was the last time you spoke to her on the phone? I know she lives in L.A. now. So. I, I don't remember, but... Was it like a week ago? I'll have to look at my calendar. You don't speak to her anymore at all, What do are you, you talking about? I don't know. It's always questionable with you and Liza. What the hell's questionable? Well, how come you never bring her here? She doesn't live in New York anymore. Well, what if I go to L.A.? Can we sit, have a sit down and have her on the podcast? I ask you this every year. Uh, and she then doesn't you do get, podcasts. Well, she's going to do this one. Okay. Because we're going to tell her that this, if she does this, she'll get a Kennedy Center on her. I can okay. work it out. And <laughs> what took you so long? President. <laughs> His son lives across the street, so it's okay. Oh, that, That's that, why they're Secret Service. That piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it feels safe here, though, now. So. Can we talk about Barron? No, no, it's right. rude. No, it's it's just care. like talking about Chelsea Clinton in the uh, in the nineties. Uh, wait a second, G- give me somebody else. I need that we have to agree on a performance of some sort. I don't like anything you've said before. I'm very very angry at you. You're not angry. No, with I'm me. angry about the Laura Linney one. I don't care if Glenn Close has an Oscar or not. 
But the Laura Linney one, she's horrible. Nah, you she's don't great. find her to be one of the dullest actresses ever? Oh, my God. Oh, what, my what God. Me? I love her. That must be something about being gay because I can't imagine any man finds her entertaining or good in any way. That's the only thing I can think of, Scotty. I'm sorry. Said the man who practically just came listening to Ben Shut up! You just... just I, mean, I can't believe you were jerking off the whole Shut time. Shut up. While you I, listen, it. it's very exciting. Oh, my God, that music. <laughs> Jesus. But you hate it? <laughs> hey, did you see... Uh, oh, first of all, I have to ask you this. When the fuck did this happen? Okay. I didn't know anything about this. Uh, 75. No. You have the year wrong. Chicago. No. Chicago. I don't know why they're taking so long to start. Your your podcast is not skipping. Here we go. Come on, babe, why don't we paint yeah, but who's singing? And all that jazz, I'm gonna And explain how it possibly even happened. Is it Cheetah and Liza? No. It's Liza, but who's she with? Oh, Goldie. Yes. How? 1980. How did that happen? How did Goldie, Horn, and Liza Minnelli team up? I think... I couldn't believe when I found this. I'm like, what? If I remember correctly, they had been talking, the two of them, about doing the movie of Chicago at the time. That never worked out. Oh, is that right? I think that's how it started. That makes sense if they're singing this song. Yeah. So wait, that never happened, and then it took like 20 more years to make that stupid movie? Yeah. That movie's horrible. What are you talking about? I hate it. I hate it's such I a hate great, the fact that uh, it's a great anybody movie. wins from that. I hate that musical. Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's for just that. really pretty. Catherine Zeta-Jones is really hot. She is. I, you know what? It, I press stop and it won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Liza worse. refuses to stop singing when I'm in the room. Uh, have you seen The Comet of 1812? Yeah. Well, I saw it off Broadway. Was it any good? I, didn't, I, I did am not so like not it. interested in no. listening to this, folks. And well, this is nominated. I mean... <laughs> already I'm if I'm sitting in the theater I'm like this is going to be the worst play I've ever seen <laughs> you know people obviously Josh Groban's nominated how do you not you know people love Josh Groban I, I like Josh I Groban I love his voice I like him he's really cool and he's, he's funny. funny yeah, yeah. We've, we've hung out a couple times he's very nice and again any other year be totally rooting for him but it's a joke can you imagine sitting through this <laughs> yes I did I did have to sit through this I can't even stand it for two seconds. Have you seen Come From Away? I have not. I have not seen it either. I'm actually supposed to go, I think, June 20th with the uh, head of the Oxygen Network. <laughs> Oxygen Network is still around? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Really? Yeah. Now, now they do crime. Oh. Like true crime? I guess. Oh. I know, crime. Yeah, like true crime stuff, yeah. Are they that for the crime or against it? No, they show... I don't know. Well, you know, stuff that Rachel Feinstein likes. This sounds horrible, too. They all sound. Although I suppose it sounds just like Dear Evan Hansen, but I haven't seen it yet, so I don't care. I think it's about 9-11. Yes, it is. It's about, an airplane. Yeah, it's about an airplane that landed in Canada the day of. It was forced to land. And it's landed in a very small town, and all the townspeople came to, I think, help out all the people on the plane. Like, 
because they couldn't take off for a couple days. That sounds horrible. Sounds absolutely horrible. Oh, here's what I wanted to play everybody um, who's listened to my podcast before. When I went to go see uh, Groundhog Day, which was okay, and I told you, I saw it with uh, Larry Moss, the legendary acting teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told you guys, I played a couple clips, but I couldn't find the clips. I told you guys the reason why it's not good is because for some reason they give Nancy, Nancy Taylor, they give her a song. And it's so stupid. Well, here I am again. Can you imagine? You know who I'm talking about? You know Groundhog Day, backwards and forwards? Oh, I don't. Oh, you don't? I mean, I've Perfect. seen Remember, he goes, who was your teacher in 12th grade? Like, Mrs. whatever. And he goes, and what high school you go to? Lincoln High? And then, and then he comes up the next day and he goes, Nancy? Nancy Taylor? I even asked you to the prom. Remember, then he sleeps with her that night? Gosh, and they give her a song in the show. Time. It's so lame. Mm. Is it my destiny to be? Can you imagine? I mean, this was a nightmare. Mm. I remember when it was happening. I'm like, they are not Just giving Nancy Taylor a song. <laughs> so I mean, even Larry and I look at each other like uh, this. Re- and it gets worse. I'm not really one for asking. I'll play whatever role I'm casting. Sounds like every other show. I know. That's the problem. It sounds like every other show. This but is the idiot. That is your dear Evelyn. Shut up. It does not. It, you're probably right, but it doesn't matter. Back in my yeah, this stinks, right? So it gets worse because in the show, this happens. They give Ned Ryerson a very sad song to sing. It turns out Ned Ryerson, his like wife and kids died or something it's like so you know the, but you know the movie everyone knows the well. movie no, not you're like the you only do. one i know my it, but not listeners like you know the movie backwards and okay. forwards and they are that one lady <laughs> right and they're dying that there is a slow ned ryerson song this is like it's like this is a of things like don't go see groundhog day because of this why does ned ryerson have a slow song Ned Ryerson should have a really fat. I'm Ned Ryerson. I sell insurance. I'm annoying. On and on and on you And I swear, if you knew the movie, you'd be like, why? Right. Why? Why is this happening? I couldn't wait to play this for everybody today. Um, now, let's take a look just here. The best play, Can you I? just saw sw- Sweat? Sweat. I saw Sweat today. You saw today. it today. How I was did. it? You know what? I really went into it blind, and I really liked it. Have you seen A Doll's House Part 2? I did not. I've heard that's excellent. I must see Have you seen Indecent? I haven't seen that. No. I haven't seen Oslo or Switzerland. I haven't seen any of the plays except for what we just were talking about, Significant Other, which was not nominated. How is that possible? Can I tell you, like, my my favorite theater-going moment of the past year, however, was, and I think you saw it, it. the front page? No, I didn't see it. That was good. Oh, you would have loved it. uh, Nathan Lane? my God. Care that was him. amazing. That was absolutely amazing. It really was good. Yeah, I it was, was thinking it was about old getting fashioned for theater. It. Oh yeah, and I love oh. anything old fashioned. Very yeah. like they did it exactly the way it was back in the twenties. It was long. It was just I just loved it. Back in the twenties, but that play's not from the twenties. You're saying the old school theater, like from the twenties. I think it's from the twenties. The front page. Yeah, I thought thirties. No, I I don't know. I thought it was like a Jack Lemon. Movie from the 60s. I thought it was a Woody. Wasn't Woody Allen in the movie? Mm, um, was that Walter Matthau or something? Maybe another movie. That was in like the 60s, wasn't that called? No, this movie? is like an old, old time play. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't Literally know like that. Almost 100 years Who old. Who wrote it? 
you don't know. Was it wasn't MacArthur? Was it? Who? Charlie MacArthur. I don't know. Isn't that a dummy? Charlie MacArthur. That's right. Thank you. Oh no, Edgar Bergen. Right, Candace Bergen's dad or dad. Um. So, I can't remember. So you, saw, so you said sweat was good, though. I did like sweat. Were you yeah. going to say something? Uh, no, I just want to bring up the front page. Oh, that's what you wanted to bring up. Yeah. Uh, best revival of the play. Jitney, the Little Foxes present Laughter Sister. Who cares? So best musical. There's only four nominations. It's Come from Away, Dear Evan Hansen, Groundhog Day, Natasha Appear in the Great Comet of oh, 1812. The, that's the only one I saw. Wait, how come we have not spoken about um, what everyone's talking about on Broadway today? And that's Hello, Dolly. Have you seen it? Okay. Um... You must have. I got tickets in January for, unfortunately, October. Now, the guy swore really? up and down that she would be oh, in the Oh, she'll play. still be in it, yeah. Oh, th- this is what I was going to ask you before we left. Do you think... I was going to be like, Scotty, tell me the truth. Do you think... This is what I was going to... I was so nervous. Oh, yeah. Now, what makes you think she'll still be able to be in I mean, that's she's a two 70-year-old thi- woman. 71. Um, two things. Number one, I think she's going to win. In oh, on- you think she's going to... Listen... Here we are again. There's no way Bette Midler is not winning the right. Tony. What's the matter with you? You think she's going to... Are you trying not to jinx it? That's the only thing I can think... Who is she up against here? This is like a joke. She's up against Patty um, LuPone and Christine Ebersole. Uh, yes, and they know it's not their year. They do know that. Uh, yeah, she, she's up... Uh, where the fuck is it? Oh, the idiot from the Great Comet. Christine Ebersole, who I love, Patty LuPone. It's not their year. Bette Midler and some idiot from Miss Saigon. Bette Midler right. is a sure thing. True. If my bookies have the Tonys, I will. Well, I probably won't be able to win because she'll be too expensive. I will not be. Okay, she's definitely going to win. So go on. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. All right. So there's two reasons why she's still going to be in when you go to see her in October. Number one, she's going to win the Tony, and that kind of ensures that she'll stay. Yeah, that usually the other stays reason, till at least Christmas, right? The other reason is she's probably making more money than anybody on Broadway has ever made. She has wow. the highest. Uh, weekly salary, and she has a uh, piece of the box office. And completely deserving of it because she's a complete... I mean, she's changing Broadway. I mean, it's like she's just oh. the draw. It's I mean, sense of that. every I mean, yeah. single And it's all her. Uh, now, what happens on Tuesday nights? I mean, is it still packed? I mean, people know they're You'll getting like Donna Murphy, right? Uh, well, Donna Murphy hasn't started yet. That'll start... I thought so, oh, in June. Starts the June, next week then. Yeah, I think it's like right after the, I thought she the had first started. Tuesday. No, not yet. Not yet. I so, want to go. I want to go see Donna Murphy. I, I, you I really did, are gay, aren't you? Oh, I'm so gay. Um, <laughs> and I did see Bette Midler, of course. Yeah, yeah. How did you get tickets so early? Uh, early? Well, you know what happened? To I me? went before it opened. I uh, went. Yeah, here's what I I went before it opened too. Um, but what happened was now everybody gets online. I wait to go to the box office and pick up the tickets, which is smart. what I did with Dear Evan Hansen. Well, okay. it wasn't smart because, uh, you know, I went in Jan- I had to wait until January. People are already buying tickets since like October, November. Online. Okay. Right, online. Right. So that's why I couldn't get tickets until October. You well, you, well, wait. The box office didn't open until January 1st. They had to get rid of Matilda. Okay, but you probably went to the box office and, and you probably said, I want tickets for a certain day. No. I said, when's the next time you have tickets That's for bullshit? There's no way you went in January. They said, we don't have anything until August, October. but the, I had to th- get three for me and my mother and my sister. Three is tough. That's insane. Yeah. No, listen, we know this. You just said. 
she's it's like the highest grossing thing of all time, let alone advanced sales. I mean, it's it's off the charts. It's hard. It's almost it's the Hamilton at this point, which it's and it's not Hamilton. That's the funny thing okay. for Bette Midler, a seventy-one-year-old woman, to command the salary and this God. and this packed house. I mean, this this is a miracle for women everywhere for for anybody, especially a seventy-one-year-old. You know, w- that's amazing. I want to go. Do you back. think Liza could do that? I want to go back to how gay I am. Yeah. You ready? This is how gay I am. When I got off the subway to go, you know, I had about block. I'm afraid walk. this is going to be how gay I am. That's why I'm getting up smiling. So I started to cry. Oh, <laughs> I started to cry walking to the theater. When you got, when you found out you were going to get the tickets? No, when I got off the subway going to the theater that day. I was oh, so beyond excited. Oh, that's so I funny. just got off and I'm like, and I could like see the sign and I just I don't feel that. Crying. I don't feel that gay because I don't, I'm going to see the spectacle. I don't care that it's Bette Midler. You care. I well, I'm excited to see an exciting thing yeah? that's happening you on don't care? Broadway. I'm going to tell Donna Murphy to go on that day. Let's see how. If you, let's see if you care then. Right now, Scotty, if that happens, I swear to God, I'm going to have your head. <laughs> uh, she can't. We can get our money. But that's the beauty about Broadway, yes. especially with Beth Miller. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't Andy Carl, but it was this. We went to go. Maybe it was Andy Carl. We went to go see Saturday Night Fever, and Andy, Andy Carl, Carl wasn't, was not in Saturday then, Night Fever. Could have sworn he played the Travolta role. Are you positive? Positive. There was a beautiful, beautiful kid whose okay, then name who, I don't remember. Right, but he was great. So right, and he wasn't in it that day, and I was able to get my money back. And that only happens on Broadway. You no, know, where but people go to see a certain actor, even yeah, if you don't know who it is. It's like if Ben Platt. Nobody was a star and Dear in Saturday Evan Night Fever. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I know he wasn't a star, oh. but you can get your money back because there are certain Broadway stars. Of course, of course, they're going to give you your money back. But people from out of town don't understand that. It's well, not like that anywhere else. What the fuck do I care about else. people from out of town? I'm trying to explain it to my listeners that you can actually do it. <laughs> Is she if, from if, out of town? Let, let's take an example of Andy Carl. If he's not in Groundhog Day that day, you can actually get your money back because sure. people's. I'm like, no, but I'm here to see Andy Carl, right. which nobody in no, nobody anywhere is. else. Even in Pennsylvania, you're going to be a give a shit. Right. Right. And this is like the only place in like, you know, the world where you yeah. can pretty much say, well, if he's not in it, I don't wear somebody in unknown. With Bette Midler, it makes sense. Glenn. Like, Cl- it's just like that Seinfeld episode with Rochelle Rochelle. Right. <laughs> Glenn Close uh, was sick about a week and a half, two weeks ago. She didn't. She missed about two or three performances Heard of uh, Sunset. And, uh, her, you know, her her understudy went. Understood. Now the, the other thing on, is her understudy is probably better than her in many ways because that happens a lot. Like, I, well, I always remember back in the eighties when well, this is a, a fact, but uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's horrible wife. Um, oh, uh, Brightman, Sarah. Yeah, Brightman. Sarah Brightman. I like her. Uh, most people. Most of the gay guys I knew would go when her understudy was on because she was clearly better. Oh, I wonder who her understudy was. I don't remember, but it didn't... It, I don't think it mattered. I think people just really did not care for Sarah Brightman people and they knew why Sarah she got Brightman. the role. Uh, but the understudy was clearly better. Okay. What's the matter? What, do you, what I love Sarah. Because people... Nobody didn't go to see Sarah Brightman. Sarah uh, Brightman... The guys was... I knew did... This is before we were friends. I mean, I know we were probably friends back then. <laughs> we, we were. were <laughs> We've been friends a long time. Lincoln was president. These were other ga- gay guys. I don't like that you have other gay friends. I have lots I of gay You friends. know what? This is what pisses me off about these people. You have gay friends who have like really shitty opinions about Sarah Brightman, and I fucking don't like it's that. It's true. They were very angry about Sarah, but they'd make sure they wouldn't go when Sarah the Brightman... The guy was Richard Larimer. That was his name. And do you know him? No. Oh, <laughs> your face was hilarious. <laughs> he used to, I'm in his books. He would write books about, um, about gay all the lesbian people. hand guide in New York City, and I'm listed. 
book. <laughs> if you really want information, <laughs> go to Dave Justin. <laughs> uh, that and 50 romantic things to do in New York. I had to take his class. He was living with my friend Lawrence Lerman, and um, like they ma- he made me take his class like at the... I know Lawrence. Uh, yeah, I know you yeah. know Lawrence. At the Annex Center or something like yeah. that. So he always put me in his books. That's great. But it's funny to be listed in the Gay and Lesbian Hand Guide. And then Lawrence's wife's book, which is a cat book, I'm in, you know, I'm in the two gayest books. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank God I'm in Sarah's book, but what we do in there is a little gay too, so I guess. But um, best performance by a leading actress in a play of Kate Blanchett, Laura Linney, Laurie Metcalf. Oh, she's going to win. Sally Field. You think Laurie Metcalf will win? Yeah, I think it's that's her what year. I've heard. I think it's and her she's year. She doesn't have a Tony, everything. by the way. She doesn't. She's great. I saw and her she's... and Jeff Goldblum, and she's. Broadway. She's here yeah, yeah. at least every other season. Yeah. Yeah. And she's really good on the Big Bang Theory, quite frankly, uh, as Sheldon's mother. But uh, I saw her in, it's I don't know what, what, it was domestic, domesticated or something with Jeff Goldblum. She was really good in that. I've seen what her was like, the name of the play? Domestic, Jeff domesticated. A play? Yeah. Yeah. It was about uh, two years ago. God, so she was trying to get to meet one. her after and everything. It was really nice. I got to meet Jeff Goldblum after. Oh, because I knew one of the girls in the play. That's right. This girl, Mia. Mia Barron. Did you see um, Misery about a year ago? No. Um, I heard that it was bad and that um, the diehard... Uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis with her. couldn't remember his lines. And Laurie Metcalf was furious because she's a pro and Bruce Willis couldn't remember his lines. At that point, him and Al Pacino were both on Broadway and neither of them could remember their lines. Mm. And Laurie Metcalf was like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like, she's like a pro. And she was furious, like that, because the beats were always off. Because he uh, had oh. to keep looking or get, you know, in Probably. his ear, right? And they're like, the audience hates you. Somebody was whispering that in his ear every night. That was me. I do that to my sister all the time. I do. It's funny. I, I, when the people in black come over, uh, like in, when they're moving sets, I'm always like, I said to my niece when my sister was doing the play, I'm like, hey, they're just whispering in your mother's ear. The audience hates you. Uh, here we go. Um, all oh, right, Ben Platt. Uh, uh, wait, where did I just see best performance by featured actor in a musical? Uh, do you think Andrew Reynolds is going to win Can because you, he's I, beloved? Uh, go over the category and I'll... You have Gavin Creel and Hello, Dolly. Apparently there's a curse on Hello, Dolly that no one besides the leading ladies have ever won. I don't know how that's a fucking curse. It's stupid. Gavin Creel is so good in Hello, Dolly. Mike Faced in Dear Evan Hans. I don't know who... Oh, it's Connor I, Murphy. Oh. Keep going. Oh, that's interesting. He was pretty good. Andrew Reynolds is amazing. That guy's amazing. Love He's him. the best. He should win for every time. Every I'm time he you. does something, yeah. I'm surprised. In falsettos, I don't think that's even playing anymore, is it? It's not. That sucks when you can't go see somebody's yeah. performance. They're going to do a uh, number from falsettos on. Oh, they will. Uh, yeah. Lucas Steele in the stupid great comet and Brandon Erwitz in falsettos. I think Andrew Reynolds has this category. Not necessarily. You know what's funny in the no, musical? No, could go to Gavin Creel. There's a curse though. What, there's the a curse. curse? No, there's a curse on <laughs> and Hello Dolly. The, the other members of the cast never, never win. Won. Nominated uh, and they never win. Now for the, for I'm the go to musical Gale. for the girls. Okay, is Kate Baldwin for Hello Dolly? She's beautiful. Kate Baldwin. No, no, wait. I know. I know. Who that's you're not the of. one I know. You're thinking of Richard's daughter, Burton. Kate Burton. That's who I'm thinking right. of. Right. Oh, how did you know who I was thinking of? How many Burtons? Of course I no, know. No, but her name's Kate Baldwin. Oh. I was thinking of Kate Burton. You're right. 
Okay. But you seem to know. Stephanie Block and Falsettos. I don't know her. Jen uh, Col- Colella from Come Fry Away From Me. She was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Mary Beth Peel and Anastasia, she's going to lose. But Rachel Bay Jones and Dear Evan Hansen plays his mother. Okay. When she comes on stage, now that she was nominated, she gets an applause break, oh. as does Ben Platt as soon as you see him. Here's the thing then. Now, she, I think she was off that night and sick, so she wasn't doing very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, she could win, but she, she's, when Ben Platt is not on stage, the, the place suffers. Oh. It's like it's so noticeable. His presence is so amazing and omnipresent, I think is the correct word, that um, everyone pales in comparison. So although in another year this woman might be okay, right. it's like a joke that she's even nominated in any kind of category with this kid's performance. Well, it's an embarrassment to her. Stephanie Block is very much loved in the Broadway community. Uh, Mary Beth Peel, you would recognize in a second. Mm. Uh, uh, she played Alicia's mom on The Good Wife. Okay, the older lady. I don't watch that show. Oh, okay. Okay, she's she's been around. Um, I, I'm just saying it could go. Oh no, no, a, vi- I, I a variety. I don't know whether ways. this yeah. woman's going to win. I'm just saying, I don't even know how they nominated her because oh. it's like I don't know how you look through this kid's performance. I don't know how you nominated anyone else. Man, you want to sleep with him? I, I'm telling you, you oh, you know slept what? with him. You know what? You haven't seen the play, so we have nothing to discuss. And as gay as I'm going to get for this kid, oh, it's pretty good. I'm telling you, gay. I got this gay for Alice Ripley and this gay for Christine Ebersole. Mm-hmm. And those are the three performances I've seen in my lifetime that were that good. Now, when Donna McKechnie won for a chorus line back in 77, who beat out Andrea McArdle, I believe. Uh, nope. Okay, so 75, but go ahead. I'm going to check right now. I'm Why sure you're you right. Check? I'm literally right here. I give anything for you to be wrong. <laughs> All right. You're wrong in the fact that it was 76. Okay. But that, it opened in 75. But you're right. Dorothy Loudon beat Annie, beat Andrew McArdle for Miss Hannigan in yes, Annie. Yes, that's true. Which is completely unacceptable. Miss Hannigan's all right, and who cares? Andrew Dorothy McCardle, Loudon was Andrew one of the McCardle greatest performances. She should have won. Yes. She was I, a miracle. No, I, first of all, I agree with you. Liza Minnelli won the year after for the act. Thank God. Angela Lansbury won 75 and 79, and probably more. She won for Gypsy. They keep nominating people for that stupid show. Well, but then she won for Sweeney Todd. Yes. Yeah, how about that? But anyway, Donna McKechnie won for A Chorus Line. Now, A Chorus Line, again, one of those shows that changed my life around, which was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen, you know, right. because until A Chorus Line, there was only shows like Stupid Gypsy and everything. Everything's stupid in comparison to Yeah, but you would not know line. that. You were too young. What? Yeah, yeah I but... didn't. No, I knew. All right. I knew something was different about this show. Okay. It was more adult. The music was better. It was it was dealing with topics I had never heard of before, like uh, Tits and what ass. do you call uh, homosexuality? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but seriously, it blew me away from the opening number until the very end. Oh my god! The opening that's number awesome. blew me away. I tell you a hundred times. I, I go to my sister. And I'm like, now that's how you open a show. <laughs> and I said, I'm like, now that's how you open a show. You see what I'm? Remember I was telling you that's how you open a show. Five, six, but this Donna McKechnie, she just got she won. But why? You know, she she was not better than anybody else. It's a chorus line. You know, she just had that one scene to herself, but she wasn't that she great. Has the there most... wasn't a moment in it. There wasn't. It wasn't like uh, Grey Gardens, like Christine episode. She didn't really have a moment. You know, she had a scene and a dance number, and she was very good. But it's you know, and that show means a lot to me. But the performance is just you know, she just won. She was up against 
you know, some real just Cheetah Rivera and Gwen Verdon, you know, <laughs> like we gonna wow, you know, that's a, some heavy hitters for Chicago again. So that was Best Actress. Best Actress. Yeah. Now, see, that should have been Best Featured. Oh, but they probably had other. Right. She should have been Best Featured. Yeah. Uh, Donna McKechnie should have been Best Featured. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, but uh, Liza Minnelli won right for in 1965. Thank How God. old was she? That was when she was 19. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That's that's uh, she's she's a miracle. Ah, thank you. <laughs> that's very sweet of you. Uh, I'm looking at the best. Yeah, actor. Right. Okay. Anyway, I don't care about anything else. Best direction, all that crap. It doesn't matter. Just as long as this kid wins. Is the I most really, important part. I think it's that's the most important. I'm going to be worried, worried about you. If you, you should be. Okay. This happened. This happened when I thought Christine Ebersole might not. I w- I was treating it as if I was watching a sports bet. Like I need the you know the Jets to win this one game and I'll win a lot of money somehow. It's I swear to God. You do know that I took to my bed after Liza lost a Grammy one time. It took me like days to even get out then of bed. Then you know what I'm talking about. This yeah. is how passionate I feel yeah. for this kid. What do you want me to say? I, you know? just, I just slept with him. I did not sleep with him, and I'm not going to sleep with him. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not that gay. I'm just saying. Pretty, you, I'm, I'm, pretty I like gay. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty. I like, you like amazing it. acting performances that change me. And the thing is, when you see a performance, now on this show, I've talked about many times, I've gone down a list of best actors in Oscars. When Leonardo DiCaprio won, I said, this is a Lifetime Achievement Award they're giving. This sure. is certainly not his best performance. And I like Leonardo DiCaprio, but you got to be fucking kidding me if you think this is a deserving Oscar. Um, so we went down the list from 1970 to 2016. And basically picked out four performances, maybe five tops, that were completely deserving from the performance. Okay. You're talking about Marlon Brando in The Godfather, uh, we might have given Gene Hackman and the French Connection, maybe. Um, you know, these are these are performances that were completely... Uh, the best example, the best example, who wins for the performance. Not a Lifetime Achievement Award, not a popularity contest. Hannibal Lecter, oh. Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Was the last person to win that kind of award. And a complete deserving. When Al Pacino wins for Scent of a Woman, that is not... Uh, the performance of a lifetime. You're not winning no, for the character. No, You're winning for a lifetime achievement yeah, award. Right. right. So I had all these categories. Right. Um, you know, when Art Carney wins, you know, because there's no one else. Harry you know, and Tonto. When he beats out Al Pacino for, you know, The Godfather, that is a lifetime achievement award. These kind of things. Uh, when there's nobody else that year who is going to win. Richard Dreyfus winning for The Goodbye Girl in a performance that I worship. But John Travolta should have won for Saturday Night Fever. He right, was let me, amazing. Let me stop you there. Woody Allen was nope, nominated me, that year for Annie Hall. Richard Dreyfuss could not have gotten a career achievement I didn't Oscar. say it was a career achievement award. I said it was, that's another category, which was there's no one else in the category. There's no big performance that year, yeah. and that's why he won. And people, when he won, I mean, people were like, what the hell is this about? It's a great performance. Um, it, it's a great performance. It's a great performance. I love the movie, but it's not an Oscar-winning performance. Remember the panties? He's better in Jaws. The- of course I do. I don't like the panties drying on the rod. Yes, I know the entire <laughs> show. I love it. In fact, at 54 Below, they're doing the musical The Goodbye Girl. Did you ever see it? Yes, I did. With uh, Martin Short. And Martin Peters. Short and Bernard yeah. Of course I saw it. it. I couldn't yeah. wait to see it. And my friend Rick Crome, who does the announcing in our Godfather movies, was also in it. Very exciting. So I went to see that 20 years ago. Yeah. And that was the best because that's when I, I'm writing a play. Um, 
And no matter what play I do, if I'm in it as a lead character, there is no way I'm not doing where I come out and have one line so I can get an applause break. You know, like when he, Martin Short goes, New York! You know, he comes out and he gets an applause break. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like if you don't have that line and you're a big star like that, you're missing out. So in Dear Evan Hansen, Ben Platt's on stage right at the beginning and, you know, he doesn't, you know, he has one line and now he gets an applause, but they didn't know that when they were writing it. Yeah. And now the mother comes out and she's got a line. They have to wait because she gets an applause break because she's nominated what, for a Tony. What tourists know this featured actress? How, why are they? Uh, that's what her? I'm saying. When I was watching, I, I was like very surprised, too. But, they but, know but who listen, ben but is. the thing is, this show has become a non-tourist. So Alan Alda was there the night I was there. Couldn't believe it. Remember when we saw the apple tree together? Yeah. And Alan Alda did the voiceover because he was in the oh, original. God. So Alan that was Alda. A good show. That was okay. It was okay. That was Christian Chenoweth we saw that with, right? Yeah. That's why we went. We never saw Promises Promises together. Uh huh. I think we avoided that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was <laughs> the, uh, we, the key. But uh, yeah, Alan Alda was at the show. It was so exciting. Really? The night there. that we went? No, it, uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, so great. what I'm saying is I think you're getting a lot of people that aren't just tourists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because how would they know she's nominated? But I don't think tourists can get tickets to this show. This is one of those shows that I've been pointing out for a long time that it's not Hamilton. Most of America doesn't know about it. It is an inside, you know, just you need to know about theater and the word spread and, you know, it's just this thing that you need to see. And I can't wait for you to see it because I have, I have some problems with it okay. as well. But I do not have any problems with his particular performance. Okay. And when you see it, we will talk uh, off the uh, there because I've already exhausted my audience okay, with this. Uh, I, the nicest thing happened, though, when I went to see Significant Other, you know, I was backstage. And one of the security guards was this uh, girl, maybe, I don't know, in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And she says, as I was leaving, I love your podcast. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you talking about, are you talking to me? And maybe, I don't know, I was trying to think. And I told Sarah, and I'm like, you're not going to believe it. When I left, she said, let me park. And I was like, are you sure? And I said my name. I'm Dave Juskow. She goes, yeah, I know. And I was like thinking, maybe maybe she just likes the theater talk. Wow. I don't know. That's great. Of. Maybe so happy. You, you should know? book more theater people. I would like to. You know, um, now I'm friendly with this girl who was in Carrie. <laughs> uh, when it was off Broadway I, recently I saw it Oh you did? Of course I did Yeah I was going to ask her to come today But it was too soon And she came uh. to see The Godfather She's really nice and really cute um, Oh those were kids in that Yeah the kids She's oh, 24 We did the reading of Sarah's book together I That was good I liked Carrie uh, Did you see it? I can't think of her No I never got to see it that I was, was so bummed I didn't get to see it, and I was bummed. I saw the original production. Uh, it lasted for a day. How Do you know you what they're also it? doing at uh, 54 <clears throat> Below is um, they're doing Bring Back Birdie, uh, which I, again, was the only person to see uh, the sequel to Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> that probably ran for a couple months, I no, guess. No, it lasted a day and a half. Back really? then, they would close shows in a day, remember? Yeah. If you got the bad review in the Times, you closed in a day. Mm. Just like they do in The Goodbye Girl. When Richard III, they close like, well, good news. They're closing the show. <laughs> well, there is, some, there is a God. <laughs> like, why? They closed the show. We don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> I thought you didn't put bad stuff into your body. I'm putting bad stuff into Richard's. I'm trying to kill the son of a bitch. <laughs> I lo- that movie's amazing. He's great it's in it. Never, I mean, he re- it's never on TV. No, it's not. And I, I know every line. I know every word. It was such a p- huge hit. I even like Quinn then. Cummings. She oh. was even nominated for an Oscar. Quinn I, Cummings. We hate my sister and I hate Marsha Mason, though. 
We have movies that rise above the performances of some of the women. You don't like Marsha Mason? She's she was so very unattractive. Hot back then. Oh my God, you are gay. That short haircut is a disaster. No, hot as in her career, not. I don't. Oh no! Well, I got a problem with that. I have a trouble giving. Don't get angry. Go ahead. Don't don't get upset. <laughs> Now look, say, what do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say something mean about Liza. Of course I am. <laughs> but now what movie do you think I'm going to talk about? Cabaret? No. Arthur? Yes. Now, oh, all right. Now go look, ahead. Don't go. get upset. Uh, go ahead. Liza's amazing in it. Thank She's you. She's really Let's funny. I know all Let's of her lines. There. She's like, um, uh, your wife must be, uh, you kiss your wife with that? <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, Five, five, five. Keep smiling. And five, she hits five, the bus five. at right, the, she hits the bus. Time. Right, right. And she's really good and she's really funny. But for me, as a technical straight man, I'm doing the air quotes <laughs> after this podcast, <laughs> um, giving away a billion dollars for someone who's not Kate Beckinsale, it's, it's a little complicated. But okay. she rises above it. The movie rises above that. And uh, we go listen. with it. But unfortunately... She is not hot enough to give a billion dollars. Well, first of all, it wasn't, it wasn't $750 million. I know it. So just uh, stop you right there, wise guy. Um, I actually like her better in Arthur 2 on the Rocks. You know, that's such an underrated movie. It actually, Sarah and I, so we actually did not hate it. We it's a it good together. movie. I'll never forget. We were laughing so hard when Jack Guilford was going up oh, the stairs. Oh, that's one we of the la- greatest. We were crying laughing. Psych um, acts ever. Yeah. It really it is. It's not, it's, it's, it's not good. It's it's just you have to just understand it's not as laugh out loud as the first one. But if it's you take Dudley that into, B. It's Dudley in that great character. And you still get that character. And when yeah. he's in that cashmere coat and he runs out to um, when he's a squeegee man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. competing. There's I know it's funny, guys. but it's so sad. It's just so sad. Oh, it's so it's funny. Hard, but it is funny, and uh, you just want him to grow up. So, but Liza looks much better in that one. I find her more attractive. Well, in that remember one. she had, she's a again, rich I find woman. Kathy Bates fr- uh, attractive in that one. So she's uh, a very rich woman in Arthur in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Paul Benedict is in that from uh, the Goodbye Girl. He oh. plays the butler in that one. He takes uh, Bitterman's place. Yeah, because hmm. John Gilgood had died, but he's still in the movie, which is also ridiculous. But how do you not put him in the movie? He comes back as a ghost. Oh. But how do you not put him in the movie? He won an Oscar for it. That's huge I can movie. do all his lines. Hold on. Keep your voice down, Arthur. Later on, we'll get ice cream. <laughs> Wait, I can do more. Um, Shall I alert the media? Yes. No, I will. I'm gonna, I'd like to take a... You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to take a bath. I'll alert the media. media. <laughs> That's a great line. Wait. That's a classic Hold line. on. I, I got more. Um, uh, yes, as we can all see, it is a lovely day. It, it, it is a beautiful day. As it was indicated, the night is over. Gloria! I have arranged breakfast for you on the east patio. This is a robe. Put, Put it, it on. on. <laughs> Stop that. Right. Um, what's more? Um, wait, there's so many good ones. Oh, like that whole thing. Like, yes. Uh, b- b- wait, wait, wait. We should be on our way. I, I can't, oh, damn it. Um, unless you're planning on knocking over a fruit stand. <laughs> yes. Good luck in prison. Uh, that, l- that line I love. Good luck in prison. Good luck in prison. Yes. <clears throat> Usually one has to meet someone at a bowling alley to meet someone of your, your stature. Cali- I thought it was stat- your caliber. Uh, caliber? Is caliber. that? Uh, I see the stature of caliber. Um, you should see a doctor about that. I have. And he has seen me. <laughs> um, if your undershirt could take two paces backwards, I could enter this dwelling. Yeah, he was amazing in that. You know, all the lines. You know, 
I often do the Arthur lines and say to myself, I would have given anything to play that. Mm. If I could have done it. But I don't know how you do it without having the English accent. I don't think you could play a, a playful drunk without the accent kind of made it somehow better. The Dudley? Yeah. I always think how I would play it as an actor, just being drunk. And I don't know if I could... I don't know. I don't know if you could do it that way. Such that's why an original character. It's such an original. And that's why when they was, redid it... Was and so I like... Uh, what's his face? Russell Brand. So I didn't hate it. I don't I think I saw it. I didn't hate it. So he was good in it. But Dudley, Dudley Moore is the shit. Yeah. And, and he didn't act drunk. He was already getting sobered up. You know, So Dudley Moore drunk is... I mean, that character was... They just should have made 12 movies. What do you mean he was already getting sobered up? In the Arthur, the remake... Oh, Arthur He was like kind of already... There wasn't he's a sober lot of for a little scenes. while, but then he gets drunk. No, he's sober like the whole time. Because it's nowadays nobody wants to see that. So it's like he, it's hard to make that movie nowadays. In, in the movie, the original Arthur, he's drinking and driving and it's hilarious. You know, you're sitting there like, oh, my God, he's drunk again. Remember, we're laughing in the theater. Yeah. And now when you see him drinking and driving when he's on his way to Long Island, you're just like, ooh, <laughs> that's uh, shouldn't be driving. Yeah, yeah. It's bad for the kids. Yeah. And I'm, I bet it's like, I mean, what's better than entering that house? Because, hi, okay, tell her, inspect the for the do you have any, do you have today's Pravda? I'm trying to keep up with Russia. No. Have you always wanted to be a nightclub comic? <laughs> you haven't asked me to take my coat. Then take as we take my tie, and then that scene with the mo- right, or he the must walk, have hated walk. that moose. Right, he's doing the walk behind oh, that guy. That's my favorite. He must have hated this moose. That's a great line. Then fill a glass with ice. <laughs> or scotch, I guess he said. There's like no. Do you have to say it's Pravda? I'm trying to keep up the rest. Then fill a glass with ice. Have you always wanted to be a nightclub comic? It's very funny. Oh God. <laughs> he was in every line. Every line is a gem. And they and I found out about that guy. I was doing some research. And the guy wrote it. He ended up dying. He wrote on a lot of TV shows. He ended up dying. That's why we never saw the likes of a comedy like that again. Mm. He ended up dying. Uh, was this the jokes in it are amazing. What about that scream? beginning scene where he's just like, it's 85 cents from one end to the other. This is not a big country. <laughs> we understand it's small, Arthur. We also understand you're very drunk. Was Arthur nominated for screenplay? It had to yes, have been. Yes, yes, absolutely. Been, yeah. It was nominated best song. It won best song. Yeah. Uh, I think he was Best nominated. Supporting. Yes, he was. Was she nominated? No. I no. wish she had. Been. He won. Uh, Sir John Gilgood yeah. won. Uh, I think he, Steve Gordon, I think he directed. He might have been nominated for Best Director. Made over $100 million. Yeah. It was like the second or third box office at that time. That was 81. Summer 81. Right. So it beat out. You know, I was just, last week on my podcast, I was talking, my sister was on that show, 9 to 5. I finally saw 9 to 5. I couldn't wait to see the movie. I'd never seen it. I was looking it up. 1980? 80. Yeah. That was the second highest grossing movie of the year. Yeah. Only beaten out. Okay, nineteen eighty. By a couple hundred thousand not taking into forty years later, the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that was But only beating it by a tiny margin until Yeah. Exactly. That's why I was like that's why I was like, I gotta see this film. How do you like Never see it? Oh, that's so I funny. I didn't care. There were three girls I didn't care about in 1980. I was a 15-year-old boy. I was dying to see Caddyshack. Right. Not nine to five, you know? Yeah. I'm not gay, it turns out. <laughs> it's like I'm dying to see Caddyshack. I don't want to... I don't give a shit about seeing Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton in a movie. I would see Jane Fonda because I find her very attractive. But again, you know, not as gay as everybody thinks. It was... Yeah, that was a Fascinated, though, by Dabney Coleman and Jane Fonda working again the next year in On Golden Pond. Oh, 
That's right. Yeah, I thought maybe they had some sort of friendship or something. I wonder if they did. Yeah, and he, him and Tootsie, brilliant. I think Dabney Coleman had a five-year period where he was the shit, always the villain. And he had a big... Uh, Amazing in Tootsie. It was called Buffalo Bill, I believe. Uh, we were talking. I was talking about that last week on the podcast, how they were really trying to find a, sh- a show for him. Yeah. But back then, you could not have an anti-hero. Um, right. you, you just couldn't take a guy who was kind of not a bad likeable. person until Ricky Gervais, I think, in The Office, uh, the British one. That's yeah. my guess. I, if you have another one that you're thinking of, no. Um, I'd be interested to hear it. No, I, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I wonder if we would think that Buffalo Bill was such a great show if we watched I, it today. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, got, it was a it, critics, darling. Yeah, it was a critics because it was something new, and that's like the kind of thing that you're looking for back then. But uh, anyway, well, this is it. We've talked for oh. two hours. Yeah, really? Yeah, I was having a great time. This is one of the best podcasts I've ever. Enjoyed. I, I enjoy talking to you. Uh, I enjoy you talking. Oh well, it was about. great to be here. And yeah, thank it's you always, for coming. Always good to be here. And so you uh, got Seth Sykes you. coming up June. Seth Sykes, go see Seth Sykes We're at uh, Fine Science uh, Fifty Four Below on June Twenty Fourth. Do you have any other clients happening besides Liza? And I have uh, a client earlier that day, Billy Lichen, at the Metropolitan Room at four o'clock. At four o'clock. I have a very busy day. The Metropolitan is the one on 24th Street? 22nd. Oh, 22nd, where, where Gotham Comedy Club used right. to be. Yeah. yeah. I, of course, uh, as you know, I'm opening for Artie on June 10th at the Borgata. I will be having the That's Gotham... That's a big deal. Yeah. I'll be having the... Uh, it's me and Russ Mane. I'll be having the uh, Big Brothers Benefit June 14th at the Gotham Comedy Club. Please feel free to come to that. Of course, as you know, uh, September 12th. We're doing Greece. Also, Artie Lang and I will be in the Fairfield Comedy Club... On August, I believe it's 19th, Saturday night, uh, we are working together again. So it's the summer of Juskow and Lang. Fairfield, Connecticut? It's new. Yeah, Fairfield, Connecticut. It's a new comedy club, and uh, the owners own the New York Comedy Club here, and they asked if uh, Artie would be kind enough to work this very small room, 100 seats, bring your own beer. Uh, (laughs) They don't have a liquor license yet, but um, it's something to do. Oh, that's great. I don't great. have a lot going on this summer, so. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Trying to do more comedy. Do you have, oh, you said you have other clients. Who's the one in the Metropolitan Room, you said? Uh, uh, Billy Lichen, and that's, uh, the same, like I said, June 24th, 4 o'clock. All right. Well, there it is. Scotty, thank you so much once again. Scott Gornstein coming in for the Tonys. Um, always fun to be here. Always fun. Always a good time. And this is a good year for the Tonys, and that's why it was fun to do the show. I've seen a lot of the plays. You've seen a lot of the plays. You know, last year I think I was down on, like, hadn't seen a lot. Like, no, last year was Hamilton. Last year was Hamilton? Yep. I guess I just didn't care. <laughs> just we knew, we knew Hamilton was going to win everything. Yeah. So this year, I guess we'll see. We'll see. If I'm going to commit suicide or not, Ben Platt doesn't <laughs> win. All right, anyway, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yeah.